And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. This is a Hagman and Hagman report for today. Uh, today is the 24th day of February 2016. I'm Doug Hagman in studio. What did you just day. do? You know what? Went off script. That's all right, buddy. That's all right. So anyway, uh, yes, we are broadcasting from our studios live here in, in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. Uh, radio and television studios in, in northwest Pennsylvania. Our home base on the internet, folks, is uh, hagmanandhagman.com. That's hagmanandhagman.com. Uh, other websites, of course, hagmanreport.com. There you can get all of our news, information, analysis, and, of course, my, my place on the internet, homelandsecurityus.com. Which is and, uh, over 13 years old now, I believe. Yeah, something like that, indeed. Uh, I'm Doug Hagman at the helm, of course, with fellow investigator researcher Joe Hagman together. We are the Hagman and Hagman Report. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Uh, much to talk about. You know, the uh, alternative media is under attack, and it's under attack in so many ways, shape, uh, in so many different areas. Um, we, Alex Jones has talked about this on numerous occasions. Steve Quayle has always talked about this, and uh, so many other, other, uh, uh, yeah, entities. You know, in, in uh, the work I've been doing research and, and putting together some articles that are will be up hopefully tomorrow. Um, I've had to deal with this issue: the uh, Department of Homeland Security, the extremist, the domestic extremist lexicons, their definitions, and looking at again, you know, their latest and comparing it to their older. Um, Lexicons explaining what they believe a uh, potential domestic extremist is. <clears throat> now, um, we all know from the 2009 lexicon that it was very broad. And when I <coughs> say broad, uh, anti-abortion groups, for one, uh, Christian identity Tea parties. I, I mean, alternative just, media. Yeah, yeah. The term used to describe various information sources that provide a form of interpretations of events and issues that differ radically from those presented in the mainstream media. That's right. That's a potential domestic extremist uh, category. Any any public any public displays of dissension against the uh, the narrative against the. Um, well, just against the uh, regime, whether it be Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. Anything that's anti-government, and when I say anti-government, we're not talking about extremist in our definition or in the reasonable definition. We're talking about ex- extremists in the uh, definition that, no, you don't agree with us. This is bad. You're wrong. Not only are you wrong, you're more than wrong. You are criminally wrong and incorrect. And this is, <laughs> and, and, and here's the issue. And here's why this is important because now over the last several weeks, the redefinition of what, uh, what, what the, uh, 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 levels or what the, the redefinition of the 
uh, crimes, and I'm, I'm going to use that word specifically, the, the crimes, the criminal activity, because this does fall under the criminal code as opposed to the civil code. This falls under the criminal code. So it would be a crime then, and you're going to see the criminalization of speech against the anything anti or anything um, against the government. Now that goes and for Islam. the federal. Well, and that's a separate issue. Then you've got from there, you've got the religious intolerance and the, uh, you know, the bigotry and hatred uh, aspects, which which molds in watchdog groups, self-appointed in some cases, government sanctioned in others. Yeah. And you've got this 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 weird amalgamation of of government and private entities that are after the alternative media, folks. We're feeling it here. I know. I know other uh, media. Areas or or entities are feeling it too. They're not going to come out. We're not going to come out and tell you what's going on. They're not going to come out and tell you what's going on because in order, if we did that, it would just be, in terms of giving specifics, only because uh, we just can't. I mean, it just suffice it to say that we can't. uh, We well, we we can't be specific in terms of, let's say, on a personal level here or on a personal level with other other entities or other other alternative media uh, groups. What we can say is. These are the trigger mechanisms. These are the groups involved, and these are the uh, uh, these are the potential consequences. Now, I say that only to, to mean that um, that you put those together, you, then you can see. Okay, now we understand where where the the big uh, where everything is headed. In other words, um, you've got a, n- a number of You've got a number of concerns. You've got the, we don't like the unlawful searches and seizures. That's against the government. We don't like the influx of illegal immigrants in this country. That is a separate entity. That is covered by separate entities and covered by separate groups. You're actually an extremist if you hold anti-immigration views. We have lights over here. Did you know that? There's a light there. Oh, yeah. All right. I apologize for the... uh the the phone flashlight. Um, our uh, studio network has some glitches in it, and we have been sharing a connection between my father and I. Well, I don't need it. If you want it, you can have it. I just I was going to pull up this lexicon, but uh, <clears throat> going from memory, I, I guess I don't need to. Um, you have listed as domestic extremists people who hold anti-government ideologies. Regardless of um, how they operate, whether they are, and it even specifies regardless if you know that it's constitutionally run or if it's run by um, emergency provisions. You have a, a domestic extremist if you are anti-abortion and hold anti-abortionist views. If you believe that the killing of babies is wrong, you are the extremist. The anti-immigration. Uh, we mentioned that the alternative media what we read at the open of the show if you present information on issues that differ from those in the mainstream you are a domestic or could be a domestic extremist somebody with a Christian identity a militia member or believes in patriotism a constitutionalist all listed by the Department of Homeland Security for over seven years now that's right 
And be, before we get started in earnest with our program, I want to remind everyone tonight that portions of this broadcast brought to you by Nuts.com. We are nuts indeed. At least I am. I'm sure of it. Nuts.com. What a great website. Folks, just remember this. Nuts.com. Microphone code HH. You know, we get hungry during the day. We don't have time to run out to eat lunch every day. We don't have time for, for much of anything. And if you've ever gone to the store, let's say down to the local convenience store, you, you, you see the sad state of affairs in terms of nuts and uh, what have you. Well, nuts.com is the answer. We love it. Uh, nuts.com gives you an amazing array of all sorts of fresh nuts, snacks. Yeah, don't um, let the name fool you. It yeah. is not just nuts. Dried fruit, sweet treats. I mean, coffee. Yeah, and, and they've got options for all diets, the best selections and tuttons to choose from. That's nuts.com, microphone code HH. We have a special for the Hagman and Hagman listeners. We will talk on that later. <coughs> Excuse me. And, you know, as the program unfolds, we do we do have a special guest coming in tonight to talk about not just the uh, assault and, and such on the media, but also... Uh, to revisit, and we need to do this. We need to, we need to revisit the uh, Scalia situation, the death, mm-hmm. and that's going to be Sheila Zelensky going to be coming up here shortly. But uh, yeah, there's been some comments made by the president. Yep, well, on the, jokes and comments, yes, and jokes, remarks. Uh, the most despicable, despicable treatment of a human being, in my view. I haven't heard by, it by by a lack of. Uh, well, it, it's just it was just Sheila say they they. Must be pretty well. It's it just you know. Look, uh, yesterday we were we said this, the, we mentioned the word statesman, statesman, statesman. A statesman wouldn't do the things that we've seen this this uh, this renegade this uh, this person do. All right. So anyway, well, uh, I would I mean, say you kind of, like, wouldn't uh, do a lot of the things that these people do. kind of like Bill Clinton with the old Ron Brown hole in the head, laugh at the funeral kind of BS, which is which either tells you how much regard they have for human life. But at least he went to the um, portions of the nice broadcast. Also, also brought to you by Holtoneslive dot com. Holtoneslive dot com. We've gotten so many great letters. I, I in fact I sent a, a letter off to Holtoneslive dot com. Michael Terrell. I hear just, we got the letter in, just a wonderful letter from a wonderful person. But Holton's Live, that, uh, that is one of the best. It, no, that's the best, uh, source of music that would soothe the most irritated, <laughs> irritated, uh, person. You know, the music frequencies of King David, biblical. My goodness, Holtoneslive.com. Pay them a visit. Download their samples. Again, more on that later as well. I want to throw out a little yep. teaser, if I can, uh, for some of the work I've been doing with the articles on the um, the federal health architecture or the coming uh, unescapable health care system that won't be optional soon. I just want to ask you a, a trivia question. No, no, audience members, or are you dead? Pull our studio audience of, uh, you know, our vast studio audience. Look out there. We got about, uh, let's see, about the, go about the 40 throw in the back. Uh, the woman in the red sweater, uh, blonde hair, waving, waving her hand. Yeah, waving her hand. There you go. Go well, ahead. Uh, what was the date or year 
of one of the first executive orders to put this plan in place. What plan? Just uh, the um, the mobile health implantable RFID chip for patient identification and health. Nineteen eighty-five. No, not even close. No, two thousand and nine. Nineteen fifty-eight. All right. See, no. Well, I'm dyslexic. Nineteen forty-seven. I'm sorry. The National Security Act of nineteen forty-seven oh, was part okay. of it. But this is citing the reorgan the government's reorganization plan number one, which led to Executive Order eleven nine two one in January of seven uh, nineteen seventy six, adjusting emergency preparedness assignments and organizational functions in federal departments and agencies, All right. which gave the agencies the ability to start inching their way into the federal registers writing laws instead of passing them through Congress. Okay, so, so, so the, the topic here is about what? Oh, I was just giving a teaser of uh, something I found surprising when looking through my uh, resources in the last few days um, of an executive order that cites a date back before 1960 yeah. as a reference point to uh, when this, you know, this plan's been in the making for a lot longer than any of us have been alive, and that's a spirit on a spiritual level. <clears throat> but on a governmental level, these people have been working to destroy the Constitution through the executive orders, through the fiat rule, and have been working to reorganize the government and have done so in a way where they can make and create law as they wish. And in order to implement something so unconstitutional as a forced, well, I guess it won't be forced on you if it is the mark of the beast, but to offer uh, or create by law a mandatory system that demands all citizens of the world participate or not be a part of that world, this is about the chip now, the RFID chip, right? It's about the architecture of the yes right. of the system, okay. and I was just surprised to see how far back that it actually went, and how many presidents actually issued their own directives and executive orders under um, the for this purpose. Um, even George Bush, and, and I was looking at some of Obama's, uh, one of his first executive orders, the establishment of the White House Office of Health Reform. This was. Two and a half years before health care, his health care law passed, where he stated that they were going to um, reform the health care system. He says, that's my key goal of this administration. And he goes on to say what it suffers by. But how they're going to fix it is establishing uh, the White House Office of Health Reform and the executive branch and agencies of the federal government will come through with comprehensive effort to improve access to health care and they will establish the Secretary of Health and Human Services. This is how uh, that organization was created. And, um, you know, that's not the only one that came out in his first year. He had several that deal with this issue. And, and like I said, two and a half years before his health care law even passed. Yep. So these people know what they're doing. It's, it's well, like they... Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're at the beginning of a football game they already played. Well, that's correct, and and, and yeah, I mean that, that's correct, and that that's that's the subject of of the RFID, and, and and that brings me to this: that how far behind the eight ball are we, if they are so far ahead? 
Of course. And that's the point I wanted to make. Well, this is the same, much the same as the, as the, uh, uh, reclassification of, of the people who are, who are, uh, Labeled and being labeled and reclassified as uh, enemies of the state, and 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 the, the, if you look back, uh, you you can take you, you can go back to the espionage acts back during the Cold War, right after World War II, and you can see that uh, there there was a concerted effort against the communist uh, infrastructure and infiltration here in the United States to to ferret that out. But what happened was, as the um, and, and this is Paul McGuire talks about this, but but folks should just just take a step back and take a moment, take a breath for a minute. And when we look at these these issues, and we see things like the counterculture, you know, where it's these supposed misfit group of musicians and uh, children of really all of the musicians in the Laurel Canyon in this one area uh, were the offspring of military personnel, okay? Uh, and mind control personnel, when I say that, I'm talking about the people involved in the mind control, men who stare at goats, Pentagon, CIA, that kind of thing. And, and you know, the uh, these people were all, the the, the, uh, the singers and, and the people that were involved in Laura Canyon were all, were all yeah. the uh, 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 offspring of, the, of these of these officers now, having said all of that, okay, um, you had this this repainting at that time. Well, these were all anti-war protesters. These were hippies, yippies, yuppies, dippies, whoopies. I don't know. Twas here, you know. Well, now San Francisco in your daisies with <laughs> no, they're the leaders. See, that's the problem. They're now they're the leaders of this uh, of what's going on uh, well, uh, uh, yes, the laws. Okay. But, but see, back then, we were led to believe that, oh, these were the, the idiots that were anti-war when, in fact, no, 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 hold the phone. I mean, Zappa, Frank Zappa, you think he was anti-war? <laughs> yeah, right. He was as pro-war as you can get. The mothers of invention. Anyway. Well, they call them revolutionaries. Uh, well, look, see, so... Everything we've been lied to, okay, we have been lied to, and this is why, this is why it's so important to understand that everything we've read in the history books and, and the papers that that have been, you know, controlled by the Hearst and whoever, is just a bunch of BS. All right, so here's, if I could just say one thing, yes, we we have been lied to, but it's been more we have been uh, pushed away from the. Uh, the actual nuggets of truth. It's not that they've lied to us. It's that they've misled us, or it's that they. Wait, have... you want to define is? Would you? You, you, you <laughs> want to take a moment and define? There, I'll sit you back know, and listen. You know Go I ahead mean? and define is. Well, what's the definition of is? You want to? We have it? the truth has been out there. We talk about, and Paul, other guests talk about how the Illuminati and these people, these Satanists, publish their plans and they state their agendas before they even, you know, begin to, to implement or roll them out. They tell us through predictive programming and through their <laughs> own writings from their memoirs to policy papers what they're going to do. Right. So uh, can I, you be I, saying I that they really lied to us if we just don't see it? Okay, well, we've been lied to, but we've been gamed. And, yes, and, we have. And, but that's the bottom line. But but here but here's the other thing. So this is why the, the counterculture is so important when we talk about it because 
we need to understand that that um, that this whole process began with the with the social engineering and and Paul McGuire talks about it. Paul McGuire is going to be with us tomorrow night. The entire show, I can't wait. Um, in fact, the uh, uh, if you if you check on YouTube and you check on BTR, the program description is up. Everything's ready to go. But uh, he's going to be talking about a lot of things, including Babylon uh, or uh, America, uh, Prophecy of the Future of America, 2016, 2017. Having said all that, um, we come to the the past of the Vietnam era and into today, into the past the 70s, the 80s, and uh, now into uh, 9/11 and beyond. Well, 9-11 gave birth to, to the National Defense Authorization Act, or the Patriot Act, I should say. More appropriately, the, the Patriot Act. And the Patriot Act, what that happened, um, everybody was fine with that, basically. Not, I shouldn't say everybody, but most of the people were, oh, everything's fine, you know, we gotta get the terrorists. In the face of what, <laughs> the biggest tragedy of, of our time. Right. People were mentally Paralyzed and, and did not understand. And you can see, and you can see too, like for example, various, uh, various websites, uh, reporting on, and you go back to 2011. This is after Obama's been in there a couple of years, and New York Times, uh, decides, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, we're gonna sue the U.S. government for refusing to divulge exactly how law enforcement interprets the Patriot Act. Now this, this Patriot Act, huh? And they filed a series of Freedom of Information Act requests, which were ultimately denied, saying, you know, e- e- none of your business. Of course, you know, Freedom of Information Act is some, uh, uh, some journalists, uh, you know, the sun rises and sets on an FOIA. Well, All with right. the most transparent because, administration in the history of the government, I don't see why it'd be a problem. No. No one, because no one ever lies. You see, the government never says, hey, nothing's here when in fact, you know, it's, uh, like I said, but that's a topic for another day. With but, us, um, oh, is she here already? Yeah. It, Very good. If you want to finish your well, the bottom line is this: we have we have an, an authority. Um, we have done a lot of research, and we're going to put this aside. But folks, understand this: the the uh, the redefinition of uh, the media, the redefinition of the enemies of the state, the redefinition of problems that will land people like us in jail or in detention or shut up for good are 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 being defined as we speak and we are now entering into a new phase so and there we go if I can just end with this sentence Eric and I listened to a David Wilkerson sermon from 1973 where it was almost like he was living in today's world reading the headlines to us back then and it dealt with the, the Christian media it dealt with the alternative media the church the homosexual agenda all of it um, if you get a chance to listen to it check it out <clears throat> With that, Sheila Zlinski of The Weekend Vigilante. Uh, Sheila, are you with us? Hey, Doug and Joe. Great to be on your program tonight. Man, you sound like you're in the next uh, next office here. How, it's great to, great to have you. Thank you. Good to be on. There's so much going on. We're kind of getting the kitchen sink thrown us, aren't we, Doug and Joe? Yeah, but I duck. See, when, when something like that's thrown at me, I'm able to duck, and then uh, that avoid, avoids the injuries and blood. But, however, you're right. Sheila, thanks for coming on with us. And, and, and folks, Sheila is, is an extraordinary researcher. She's an extraordinary talk show host. She is a good friend of the show. She's a good researcher. She's a good, Man, she, she visit her website. 
okay, and and listen to her yes. programs and read her new book, uh, uh, the Green Gospel. I mean, you, you folks. Anyway, Sheila, thanks so much for coming on, and, and we got a lot to talk about. We do. It's been great, and especially to be back on with my old crew. I really think that, you know, one of the frightening things that's been happening, and it's, of course, crickets chirping, if you notice, that no one's talking about Scalia and this entire, what I believe, is really an occult conspiracy. And I said on my program last week, February 13th was the day that justice died in America. And I really meant that because murder really, Doug and Joe, it is the order of the day when you oppose this regime, isn't it? It was really funny because I was supposed to be in Nashville, the uh, Opryville NRB where I was supposed to be, but I have a proxy rep going going there. And it's funny because Rick Wiles, I don't know if you guys caught this, he did a show with some clown, Alan Combs. I don't know if anybody caught oh, that. Yeah, this, yeah I saw that. I mean, just, I mean nothing to see here, you conspiracy kooks. It's amazing isn't it? how we get written off as tinfoil hat kooks and nothing to see here. It was just the man had health problems, let's face it. That's really what they're, you know, they're really promulgating that idea that, hey, the guy was in his 70s, give him a break, he had health issues, nothing to see here, the pillow over his head isn't a clue. You know, that's when I knew it was a signature-style Illuminati murder, right in plain sight. I mean, everyone that is opposing this system is really at risk, including you, Doug and Joe and myself, because we put our life on the line every day. Look at Breitbart, what happened when he was about to expose Obama. So we, I mean, Tom Clancy, another example. So we see over and over this plethora of events that get people killed for talking. You've got Donald Trump out there talking about auditing the Fed, ending the Fed. I mean, that's what, that might get him JFK'd, Doug and Joe. Exactly. And you know what, Sheila, I did a 27-minute video. I actually I did two video, or, yeah, two videos, but one, the last one was 27 minutes, and you can find it, uh, folks, on on our official YouTube channel. Did uh, and, and I laid it all out. I laid out the the evidence, the the when I say evidence, evidence as we know it to be based on my contact with a, a TV source uh, anchor or a, a reporter in uh, Texas. Yeah, there's but, stuff you, you don't know, hear or it, won't read in, the, in right. any publication. But uh, the reason I mention that is I got over a hundred, count them, a hundred emails saying, you ignorant fool wow. to me. Okay. <laughs> you are some sick puppy looking for a conspiracy. The guy's 79, leave him alone. And, and, and I looked some of these up. These are from, these are from, from, uh, conservatives and a couple of Christians, but conservatives. What the heck's wrong with people? Well, one guy told me today, Zelensky, put your Bible down and go see a qualified medical specialist, preferably a shrink. So there you go. What's wrong with us, Doug? Well, I'll tell you what. We could, we'd do it on the buddy system. What do you think? Yeah. I, <sighs> well, I this mean, is, there's just so many inconsistencies. We are being told lie after lie in this in, in the Scalia case, out of character actions by medical, no medical staff, covering up a crime scene. That's what I think. Um, the family not insisting on an autop, you know, not proper autopsy. That's bizarre. There's clear threatening going on. You've got a coroner report over the phone. Give me a break. I mean, can you spell classic cover-up here, Doug and Joe? And the first oh. witness, interestingly, it was reported in one of the Texas papers that he was beat red. 
you don't go beat red when you have a heart attack. Any any doctor, or nurse, or medical staff listening tonight knows that you wouldn't be lit up like a you know Rudolph's nose. It, that's either a poisoning, could be a microwave weapon. You know, this was in Texas. It was kind of this very you know this kind of ominous place it was you know no bodyguards no secret service style guarding how do you just how does a guy shake off the guards and these secret service style appointments there's so many bizarre pieces to this really Doug and Joe well, I'll tell you can we, can we can we compare notes here well, let's compare notes let's all compare right. notes uh, alright from one investigator to another and, and I, I characterize Sheila Zelensky as an investigator yeah, I just want to add this. It's interesting how the conspiracy uh, talk has become the story more so than the investigation and the uh, lack of following the standard operating procedures and the law of Texas. I mean, you're, we're being called conspiracy theorists because we ask the government or the local municipalities to follow the standard laws when dealing with death, especially a uh, suspicious deaths. Well, but, exactly. You know, and, and the, the, the actual story becomes a conspiracy, or the conspiracy story becomes a, a story itself. All right. Well, let's consider you sworn in, brought to the bench, or brought to the uh, witness stand, and uh, us two. Or we're around a, 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 we're giving a deposition, all of us, and we're all sworn in. Okay, so... It's an inquest. So here's what my, very quickly, um, let's establish the location of death ostensibly at the Cibolo uh, Creek Ranch in, uh, in Texas, about three and a half hours south of, uh, El Paso, nor just north of the Mexican American border, uh, a place owned by John, John Poindexter, who is a, a great big Obama supporter and donor. Yeah. Is that right? That is correct. All right. Great you big. Go, you, okay. <laughs> you want to go now? <laughs> well, what's interesting, I mean, imagine you have this hotel in your town and you find a dead guy. What would management typically do there? Wouldn't you call 911? Wouldn't you call some medics, please, maybe a county coroner? What is the protocol for a dead Supreme Court judge? The the thing that's so incredible about this story is apparently, okay, so let's piece this together. He apparently waived the U.S. Marshals, so no federal law officers. He was traveling that's alone. That's that's uncanny. This guy's a staunch Catholic. He's got nine children. So this family trip, we can say, fell apart because I guess his son was supposed to come. He very seldom travels um, alone. He's usually with his wife. So he went alone without bodyguards. I mean, what does it take to... I mean, if Obama was going to go for a walk down the street tonight, you think he'd go, well, guys, I'm just... I don't need any bodyguards. I'm good. I mean, that's not how this works. And I, I just ask, has anyone actually drilled down deep into the truth of this? Because there's so many weird reports. There's no medics. You know what? They just, well, apparently they contacted one one judge, and the judge said, oh, I'm busy. I thought it was kind of a Mexican immigrant. I was being, well, I mean, can you believe that? Yeah, there were actually three three attempts. Okay, the information I got from, from my reporter in uh, Texas, there were three uh, calls made. Yeah, but this uh, one, how you, but that's yeah. the point. The, the first judge wrote this dismissal to like come and look, and it's like, oh, the judge is dead. You need an autopsy. Well, I'm tied up, uh, you know, whatever, PVRing X-Files. I mean, he's got obviously clearly better <laughs> things to do. 
these guys were ignoring it on purpose. I believe this yes. was a, yeah. a, a mop-up crew. Apparently so. Okay, so let's put this into perspective. So no autopsy. This is so nefarious. I don't buy any of that. No right. autopsy? Are you kidding me? What did they look at him and go, oh, clearly he's he's bright red, has a pillow. Clearly it is nothing nefarious. So nothing yeah, to see. Yeah, they're, in, they're in violation of, of uh, Title I of the Crimes Code of Texas, Section 49, Subchapter A, and, and to be precise. Well, to be Two. precise, they're probably violating many, many medical types of, I mean, there's got to be some kind of handbook. I'm no coroner, but doesn't the county coroner have to come out and, and inspect the body? It's so incredibly bizarre. And then you have these U.S. Marshals flying by in a helicopter. They finally showed up after he's dead. You know, maybe they should have picked up the, you know, one of these judges to go have a look. What do you do? You just say, well, you know, the manager of this place is calling and saying, oh, he's clearly dead. That guy's not a doctor. He's not a coroner. He's not a medic. It's just there's so many bizarre signature telltale signs here. And who goes to bed with a pillow over their head, Doug? Well, yeah, they didn't kick him when he when he moved. That's how they decided he was dead. Apparently, and I don't. No, I don't mean to make light of it because it's not. It's not funny. But, but no, no you're exactly. Obama to joke about it. Yeah, what's what's that? We'll leave Obama to joke about there it. There we joke. go. There we go. That's right. That isn't bad taste. I, I, I just put myself in a timeout, Sheila. But Sheila, you made a good point. You know, that from the security not being there to where he was and the, the events of the day. I wonder how much of this was almost arranged, as you alluded to. You know, uh, maybe he was invited there and security was coming and they told him, oh, you're not going to need security. This is a, a huge secluded place. It's just us. Or, I mean, I wonder how, who, who invited him, why, and then the series of events that led to where we are today. Well, he went quail hunting, didn't he? Sheila, uh, as an observer. As an observer, observer the day before, correct? Am I, uh, that is Friday. correct. Yes. Yes, he did go All hunting. Right. Wow. Okay. But what's interesting is, you know, I always think about, occult connections too and of course I write a little bit about that in my book I don't get into that as much as Steve Quayle really hammers the Nazi occult, I mean this is the same group of people, it's the same group of shadow government called the Illuminati, the Freemasons, everybody has their different, you know, pick of the week on what they're going to call these guys Freemasons, Illuminati whatever you want to call this regime this shadowy Luciferian I call them the royal bloodline Illuminati Luciferian elite but that's a bit of a mouthful but one of the things that's interesting is especially this time of year I found this just so interesting is that when you look at that have you guys heard of a fertility it's kind of a very pagan Roman fertility well, what it is, it's a kind of a fertility dance slash festival, and it's called Lupercy. It's actually, if people want to grab a pen, I'm going to spell that. I want people to look up this holiday because it starts on the day, guess what? It starts February 13th. Yeah, I heard about this. Is, is this uh, around the same time that Earth Day happens, or is that in no, April? No, no, no. That's no, I th- well, Earth Day is every day, isn't it? According to Al Gore, <laughs> and and according to Green Gospel, you point this out. Uh, <laughs> a great book, by the way. Okay, it's, it's, spell that again, because I I heard about this, and for some whatever reason, I didn't get a chance to really get into the uh, uh, intricacies of this. Uh, okay, the, so what? Now, just before I want to pre-qualify this, so. What it was, now, the Pope is even involved in this, so I did some research on this. Now, I want people to spell this, L-U-P-E-R 
C-A-L-I-A. Now, what it is, it's, a, a, again, it's a kind of this pagan festival of the Lupercalia, which, according to many writers, Doug and Joe, was originally celebrated by shepherds, but it has connection to Arcadian fertility ceremonies where these young lads of nobility and many of the magistrates, say, run up and down through the city naked, and they strike those they meet with these big, thick thongs of hide. So they just kind of knock you out with a piece of some type of animal hide. We're thinking maybe wolf. Now, what's interesting about it, though, is this Lupercalia, it's this very ancient, possibly pre-Roman, I'm thinking a pastoral festival in honor of Lupercus. Now, you know, somebody can correct me. I'm not good. Hey, Doug, you took Latin. How, do, how would you pronounce that L-U-P-E-R-C-I. What, how do you say that? Anyway, it's probably... Lupercia? Or, or, uh, yes, it, it's very similar to that, I believe. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been so it's, it, And Valentine's Day, they say, is linked into this. So that February 13th, the 14th, there's a huge occult connection in that. And so you look at these pagan priests of the fertility, and you kind of start tying the occult pieces around the numerology. And Rick Wiles did, again, bring up a really good connection about the 44th day of the year, which was interesting. So I thought right. that was interesting. But the Lupercal is kind of this she-wolf, wolf goddess. There's that word that circulates all the time again, goddess. So a she-wolf goddess. And that's who they, apparently they would get these big, you know, thongs of, Wolf hide and and slap people around with these things. Now, why are you running around naked? I have, I mean, who knows why these very pagan Luciferians run around and what are they doing out at Bohemian Grove? It sounds very similar, doesn't it? It, it, it indeed it does. And the Bohemian Grove. Uh, it, one thing I, I do know it traces, it traces back or has some uh, ties into the. Of course, Franklin cover-up and uh, the men of the Franklin cover-up and the uh, oh, an ancient, and ancient mystery religious worship of idolatry in, in, in the groves, you know, to their own gods, as the Bible states in the Old Testament. Yeah, in a larger sense, yeah. 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 Well, it's like a kind of Roman rituals of purification and fertility. And, I mean, that dates back to first century BCE. And so when you think, I mean, we can take this all the way back to Nimrod, you get into the Edomites, the Amorites, the worship of Baal. It's the same, you know, it's kind of this same theme. It's central to this ritual is the light flogging, again, with wolf or goat skin. But what's interesting, the word goat caught my eye in this when they said wolf and goat Goddess, because it's interesting to note, Doug and Joe, that in his youth, while attending architectural school in Vienna in 1908, Hitler wrote a play about a wolf, and it was talking about religious sacrifice centering on the differences between Christianity and German paganism and human sacrifice and his bloodlust for the occult. Steve talks about that in his book, The the Empire Beneath the Ice. He gets into the occult connection, the Vrule V-R-U-L-E gets into the theosophy, which, of course, you and Joe know a lot about. You know, we talk about Alice Bailey, who wrote the 24 volumes of the occult. She was big into theosophy. The United Nations are basically theosophy central. I mean, that is just, I have a new yeah. word. I can't say it on air. So, But United Nations is a pure devilish organization. But after the SS tore down the Treblinka, Hitler insisted on planting wolf flowers. They're these lupine wildflowers called wolf flowers. 
and they were planted on the remains, get this, of the Jewish victims where almost 759,000 people were murdered. And, of course, we know the world, the word Holocaust there is, that means whole burnt offering. And Hitler mm-hmm. called his SS his pack of wolves. He kind of, you know, imagined himself as very hungry Uncle Wolf who would purge the German herd of the weak for the sake of its future eugenic health. And get this date, and this is what I found so fascinating. On February 13th, 1943, so there's that date, February 13th, some 43,000 Jews were gathered, shot, and killed from various camps in Poland, and this concluded Operation Reinhardt, of course, that virtually exterminated Polish Jewry. And so the SS called this final action Harvest Festival. Well, that's what this February 13th pagan holiday is all about, a Nazi occult connection harvest festival. And it's so incredible that the SS letters themselves were iconically styled after sort of the head of this harvest festival. He's a nature mystic called Gudo von Liszt, and he promoted pan-German nature mysticism called Ariosophy, and people can look that up. It's wisdom of the Aryans. And so interestingly, it was kind of this fusion of you know, a Paul, uh, sort of like Norse mythology, racism, evolution, eugenics, pagism. If you combine all that, that's what you would get. So it was really, I think, national socialism. It's important for people to know it was really an ancient fertility cult brought up to date under the scientific guise of eugenics where people were to be sacrificed for the fecundity of nature. Isn't that frightening? <laughs> Indeed it is. Now, and of course, the significance of that date relative to Scalia, day of death, date of death, correct? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Absolutely. So again, yeah. you know, lie after lie, nothing to see here. If anybody jumps on a search engine and, and types in, you know, just type in Justice Scalia, oh, the poor guy, you know, his ticker was, it was just a matter of time. It was, he was one foot in a banana peel and one foot in a grave. That's basically what they're saying. It's just absolutely stunning that we're supposed to just buy the narrative, Doug and Joe. And, you know, were there any reports that he had, you know, medicine on him, like, uh, nitrous or heart medication or, you know, things indicating that he was, you know, currently being, uh, treated for Con- these conditions. He obviously wasn't traveling with the doctor uh, or felt the need that he had to be checked in on as uh, you know. Well, I've, uh, you know, I grew up hunting I mean, my dad's a hunter and I'll tell you right now, you got to be in pretty good shape to go, you know, backpacking through the woods with, you know, guns and, you know, staking out there all night. I mean, come on, like if this guy was really at risk, do you think he'd be off on some big long you know, couple day hunting trip. I don't buy that. You know, it's no, almost like no, Stalin no. and Hitler style because their message was always, hey, don't mess with us. I think it's a signature Luciferian death myself. I mean, look at this not even so clandestine cabal, whatever you want to call this, the regime of the day. You know, they'll, t- it's like if you mess with us, this is what happens. I think it's safe to say they're sending us a strong message. I mean, this guy, was really voting on some very important issues, Doug and Joe, and I think they just decided, no, we're done. So, I mean, who are you going to appoint to that seat? I mean, what is your take, Doug, on what you think they're going to do with that appointment now? I mean, I have some ideas, but I think any level of Obama appointing some... Look at Loretta Lynch mob, that appointment. 
I mean, the yes. people that he puts into place, you have all these, these absolutely treasonous shenanigans. I think every one of these people should be strung up in town square for, and, and literally charged for high treason. Every single one of them from, you know, Hillary Clinton, I call her Mao Zedong in a skirt, to lynch mob, all these people, they should be strung up. And that's a strong, bold statement to say. But whatever, how, what, why do you think we have treason laws, Doug? No, you're right, exactly. And, and, and you, yeah, you are so right. Folks, I, I mean, I'm right on the money with this. Now, but to answer your question, I mean, the Supreme Court, this term, looking at 35 cases, and of the 35 cases, we, we have about seven, uh, that are big cases that include immigration, that include, uh, the globalist agenda of climate control as well, and, and, and climate change, whatever you want to call that. And then, of course, the Second Amendment coming up, but you've got, uh, uh, one person, one vote. You've, you've got, uh, I'm just going through the list of the really important ones. I mean, you know, so you've got some very important deciding factors for this term, this court, the Supreme Court. And, um, and frankly, it, uh, yeah. if history is any guide to, you know, how things get screwed up and people screw them up in our government, like 9-11, for example, nobody was fired. A lot of people got promoted. Yeah. Um, maybe Hillary will become Pope. The Pope will become the new UN Secretary General, and Obama will be the new Supreme Court Justice. For all I know, you know, everybody will get no, a promotion. Yeah, 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 I don't, I don't think that'd be the case. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I can, I can see where you, you mentioned Loretta Lynch mob. Uh, you know, Loretta Lynch obviously is would be favored over Holder. Holder's got too much baggage in the personal department. And just so people know, and and it, permit me to do this. Uh, 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 Sheila, just so people know, for example, the process of, of, uh, putting in a, selecting a, 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 um, a Supreme Court justice goes back to 1789, but the bottom line is, uh, the, the, the person in, in the Oval Office selects someone, the, they, they, they fill out forms, uh, personal forms, financial forms, they get submitted to the FBI. The FBI looks everything over, reports to the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, that's comprised of 18 senators. The, the, the committee goes over the information. They grill the witness, or they, they question, I shouldn't say grill, they question the uh, nominee. And they're allowed to bring in witnesses pro and anti or, or for and against the nominee. And regardless of the vote, then it goes to the regular uh, Senate for a, a vote. And a simple majority of 51 can, in fact, uh, 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 confirm or reject the the nominee, if the if the nominee is confirmed, then of course that person sits on the court for life. And if it, they're rejected, then the process starts all over again. So, yeah. Uh, but and Loretta, Loretta Lynch was one of the only names I saw mentioned in mainstream news articles as a possibility right after it happened. For whatever that's. And, and there are some DC uh, circuit court judges as well, inc- including Sharice uh, Rivens and and. Uh, yeah, how many? How you know the same gal here? Folks got to know that this is the same Loretta Lynch, Attorney General, that said, "Oh, we're not going to put up with any talk against Muslims. We like them flooding into our country." That's what she should have said. We like the fact that they can vote. We like the fact that you know we have all these Muslims flooding into our country. And here's the thing: I don't understand. And this was so interesting. David Langford said this quote, and it was very astute because David Barton 
said we're just one Supreme Court justice away from, well, I'm paraphrasing, but basically a total meltdown. And, I mean, here's the thing. Has anyone actually looked into, you know, how many days have gone by since that, like, what, 10, 11 days have gone by since his death? And, again, it's so not being talked about in the mainstream media. Nothing to see here. Guy had a heart problem. You know, right. nothing to see here. And what about the evangelifish pastors? Those spineless weasels. What are they doing? This guy was a staunch Catholic. You know, I'm not. A, I'm. I'm. I'm really not a fan of arguing about it anymore because I mean, I think there's a big difference. I think there's wonderful, amazing, incredible, wonderful, and I mean wonderful Catholics out there that don't understand the system that they're in. And I think that God will overlook a lot of things. And it's not a salvation issue, but I think God gives us a lot of grace, even when we miss the mark on, you know, if we grow up a Catholic, well, you know, is that the person's fault that they were inundated with this stuff? And it's no slight to your Catholic listeners, Doug, but here's a guy who's a staunch Catholic. He's staunchly pro-life. He's come against the, I mean, look at the NRA. He was the only hope. The Second Amendment is now at risk. The balance of power shifted because he was a major abortion, I mean, major supporter of pro-life. That was it. I mean, he went against carbon taxes. He went against the gay marriage issue. So all the big issues, you know, that it's that's it. What about Obama? He was anti-Vatican too, by the way. I mean, so but, anti-Vatican too that. Yeah, I just want to mention that. Did either you know his Obamacare? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Joe. Uh, what was his Obamacare opinion? If you guys <laughs> did, you read his dissent? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's why I asked. I mean, I knew or, uh, Roberts was comments the, or um, the one. Well, vote I know that, that he scolded uh, good old Nancy Pelosi there when she was. Oh, let's just pass it and you know see what happens. Uh, yeah. Let's just pass Obamacare and then we'll figure it out. He was not a fan of her, so I'm assuming. He was pretty anti-Obamacare. Yeah, his his writings, I, I mischaracterized it, were extremely, uh, extremely anti-Obamacare. And, and okay. yeah, and any, uh, well, look, look at the Obergefell decision as well, the scathing rebuke by uh, Scalia. And Scalia would have been the roadblock, or could have been, would have been the roadblock in the immigration and in the, uh, uh, in all of these, these large That's- issues. The big one was the Second Amendment, of course. Correct. Well, what Second Amendment, I guess. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's almost like Obama says, how many more false flags do we have to perpetrate to get you to give up your guns? And people say I'm horrible for saying that, but I truly believe this. I truly believe the man is just, I mean, it's just massive false flags. It's a fascist dictatorship. You know, it's really like 1935 Nazi Germany. Anyone who opposed Hitler, they were whacked. So they're kind of gearing us for this complete destruction of what was formerly the USA. I call it the United States of China, but that's a whole other show. But I mean, whether you've got the the standoff in Burns, anyone going against the BLM, the EPA, the FDA, any of these alphabet soup gangs, I mean, it's, I think it's going to take a move of God, the power of God even beyond the book of Acts on the highways, the byways, the airways, you name it, the terrors do grow up with the wheat. But I think the harvesting angels will deal with that pretty soon. And I've done some recent shows, Doug and Joe, on the spirit of death and the spirit of Antichrist. And that's what has befallen our nation. I really believe that we're now under this 
ubiquitous spirit of death, the spirit of Antichrist. Anything against Jesus Christ is Antichrist. So, you know, pick your choice. We've got Chrislam. How are these these people in the, I call them the pew-cladded plebeians out there at Howdy Doody's Houston Lucre land, how are they putting up with this? How are the Christians in America, why is it crickets chirping on all of this? The silence is deafening, I'll tell you that much. You know, we have to get a book going of um, Sheila-isms now. I just love your delivery. But but you're so right. Your descriptions are so right on the money. Where in the world, uh, you know, Sheila, I just want to, I really want to stand back and go ahead and continue. You're so articulate and you're so right on the money. We've got about three minutes until the top of the hour. And I'm so glad you're with us because this is what exactly what we need right now. But just if you can continue with the church thoughts, because yeah. I just said something that I probably should take back. I said they're not Christians, but we know that in the Bible they do say that Christians can be indifferent. Um, and well, we know, you know that people. It's funny because I, I gotta say, I, I have to say, I love this show with, um, I did a show I don't, a couple months ago with Chris Putnam, and it's up on my YouTube channel. If you go to weekendvigilante.com and click up on the right, go listen to it. Chris Putnam was so on fire that night. He was right on the money. It was stunning that that ended up being my number one viewer's choice for 2015. But, I mean, it was we just covered so much, and it was so unscripted and so just having a conversation. I'll tell you, that was a good show. But he said something on there that was so profound. He said he was talking about, you know, Catholicism and Catholics and, you know, the fact that you've got these very nefarious players, the Pope, you know, running around last week trying to implement this one world religion. And if people think that's, oh, come on, Sheila, one world religion, that's a fact, Doug and Joe. He wants to bring together all the major religions of the world to to uniformly develop a one world global religion. I mean, is that... Yeah, Uh, There's a constitution for the World Council of Churches that has been established years ago. That's right. This is part of a UN initiative, part of the Lucius Trust, Lucifer Trust, new uh, Gaia worship, spirituality, invocation of Lucifer, bringing in the mindset and the the false. Uh, or the Antichrist, the false Jesus, who he said that they, people would accept because they re- did not accept him. Uh, we see the Chrislam, the merging of the, uh, doctrines and, re- and the ideologies and religions to the point where a person of a Christian belief who has a Bible is willing to change the words and the chapters and what it says in that Bible. That is a very dangerous thing. You know what? Hold hold on, Sheila, because we're at the top of the hour. Folks, go to weekendvigilante.com. You know what do my heart really good? Sheila is, is of course, on the right-hand side of her page. It's a fundraiser. Her goal is 80% met. Wouldn't it be great in the next 20 minutes, half hour, if we could finish that 20% of her fundraiser? That'd be great. Folks, we're right back. Hagman and Hagman Report. Stay right where you are. This is the Global Star Radio Network.
Welcome back to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, folks. Our very special guest, Ms. Sheila Zelensky, WeekendVigilante.com. If you haven't gone there, oh, what a great site. What a great show she's got. You know, um, Sheila Zelensky is, a, as far as I'm concerned, is a top-notch researcher, a great author, author of the Green, uh, the Green Gospel, and uh, she's she's a, just a fantastic, again, a fantastic researcher. She looks well beyond the the norm, the headlines, and gets into what's really important, kind of like we do, uh, but much more articulate than uh, we could ever hope to be. Before we get back to Sheila, I just want to mention that. Uh, we found such a great website through nuts.com. And, you know, we've been talking about nuts.com for many, many, many weeks. I hope everyone has had the opportunity to visit nuts.com. Uh, folks, if you haven't done so, it's an easy website to get around. Just go to nuts.com and in the upper microphone box, enter our initials, our super secret code, not really, our, our microphone code, HH, in the microphone box. And there, uh, by doing so, new customers, new customers will get four free samples to choose from uh, out of over 50 different options. It's a $15 value when you go to nuts.com, enter our code HH. That's nuts.com, enter our microphone code HH. And, and folks, they've got some of the best snacks, best tasting snacks on the planet. You won't find anything better anywhere else. They use only the freshest products from the best suppliers in the world. The site is so easy to use. Yeah, you know, you can search for exactly what you want to, uh, what you're looking for. You can buy by the case or by the pound or by the guinea sack or by the 55-gallon drum. We personally, here at the uh, Hagman Studio, we buy cashews by the uh, 55-gallon drum. Just kidding. I wish. Just kidding, of course. But, but you know, dried fruits, uh, including apricots, figs, dates, strawberries, you name it, the sweet, sweet treats that they have, just amazing. And our experience, every experience we've had with nuts.com, whether it be ordering, receiving the goods, talking with the CEO, uh, looking at their packaging. Oh, yes. You know, the snacks were just so delicious and are so delicious. The third generation owner, Jeff, is such a great guy. I, I talked to him on the phone, and he was so so pleasant and so nice. Uh, folks, nuts.com, nuts.com, microphone box HH, for your for new customers, for free samples from over 50 to choose from, and they have over like 3,000 different options. It's really a great site, great product, great company, great experience. Nuts.com, microphone code HH. Sheila Zelensky, I'm looking at your page. You are, you've got a fundraiser going. It costs money to stay on the air, right? That's a conspiracy theory. It costs yeah, money. It's a conspiracy. Right. I, I <laughs> well, mean, it, it, yeah, go it's ahead. really interesting because actually it's going to be interesting. You and I and you and I and Joe and Josh Tully will actually be on the media panel on the Sunday in Dallas, Texas at Hear the Watchmen. So that's going to be interesting, kind of talking about the future of media. And, you know, sadly, I wasn't able to attend. I got in a car wreck, actually. Um, I started, I, I released this Power Prayers book with Carla Butod, and it seems like ever since I wanted to bring out this Power Prayers book, the devil's been uh, kicking my butt, or he's trying to anyway. So praise God, he didn't ta- praise God he didn't take me out that day. But, yeah, some guy slammed into me. 
rear-ended me, and um, this just happened in the last 72 hours. So it was really, I was just parked, and a pedestrian was walking across the street, and I wasn't looking in my rear-view mirror. I was looking at what this guy was wearing that was crossing the crosswalk. He was, it would just, this, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. He looked like a Muslim terrorist to me. But anyway, suddenly I got slammed from the back, and... It drove my vehicle through the... I'm lucky I didn't kill someone in the crosswalk. So anyway, just interesting. So I missed um, my flight to the NRB, which is really interesting. That's a national Jeez. religious broadcasters. That's where Rick Wiles is unveiling his right. new thing right. and stuff. And there's a lot of our mutual friends there, David Lankford. And there's a bunch of amazing people in Christian media. And guess what? I had a chance to drown Rick Warren on Saturday night, so I guess I missed my opportunity. I kid, I kid. Rick Warren's going to be there, too. I was going to have a discussion on Chris Lom, but that might have turned into a police riot or a cage fight. So. Wow. Well, are, are you... But I gotta ask, are you, are you okay from your car accident? I mean, is you getting hit in the rear end like that and the back end? Well, of the car? you know, surprisingly, I'm, it's just by the grace of God that I'm unscathed, really. I'm just, I have no issues really at all. So, yeah, it's just, it's a miracle, really. And when I say that, I don't say that cutesy. That was a total miracle that I wasn't really badly injured. The guy flew over my car, though. Hey, um, Sheila, wait, wait a second. We, are you talking from the back or the front? The is guy that, that hit me. In the okay. like, he rear-ended me. The guy that hit me actually flew over my Jeep, so he oh. was driving a this big hog like Harley, and he just was going. I think the guy was doing well. He was excessively speeding, and you know you wouldn't think of a Harley hitting a vehicle; it would be that much impact, but it was just this crunch or slam, and I'll never forget that crunching metal. But yeah, it was really quite something, and so. You know, I went into the doctor and got examined and had an x-ray, and he said, you know, might have some soft tissue damage, but you're good. So, so you know, we I'll tell you, you put your life on the line when you do this kind of, you know, when you do this kind of job. We as Christians, we know that we're not fighting flesh and blood, right? So, yeah, we're, we got to be careful, you know, we're, we, we're not fighting flesh and blood, and yet people kind of, they throw that out there, but they don't really stop and think about the spiritual warfare that is going on and That's i guess right. hence the book because um and i do i cover you know i cover myself with the blood of jesus every time i step out of my house i have a very good am witchcraft warfare prayer um i do believe that some of us have witch covens and you know these pagans that are doing their little obscure Whatever you want, little, little hey, Dr. Michael Lake. Yeah, Russ Lidstar, yeah. Dr. Michael Lake has talked about this. Absolutely. I mean, think about the nasty emails that people like us get. The uh, hate mail, you know, the uh, you get? slander, yeah. and then just imagine what people do behind the scenes. And I, I never really thought about that. Um, yeah. You know, the cursing, the, the curses. Uh, you want to see cursing, and you want to see nasty nasty comments. I have never saw the likes of this. I did a, again, I think you guys are aware of this, I did the pre-trip versus post-trip debate. I It's uploaded on, on YouTube. Oh, and I'll that's a party. I'll tell you, you that was No, no, this one was David no. Lang. Okay. And so what happened was it was called, you know, the end of the pre-trip debate. And, you know, I don't believe the pre-trip versus post-trip is a salvation issue. And I, th I just think it's a, it would be a great discussion because 
I can see why both people on the side of the coin support what they do. I can see how really excellent scholars have their views. I don't think it's a salvation issue, but it's also worth having a conversation about because, you know, when you really look at this book that David Langford wrote after he came off that 40-day fast, so what God showed him is incredible. This is an incredible man that we call our in-house pastor. David Langford is the most holy, real deal that I've ever met and had the privilege of spending time with in my life. The guy's the real deal. He does, doesn't, he's not just a prolific scriptorian, but he's incredibly astute and he really flows in the Holy Spirit. He fasts incredibly. I mean, I'm doing right now a 21 day fast with no food, but this guy, I mean, he goes on 40 day fasts with nothing. I mean, I don't even know how he does that, but I mean, I, I can only hope to ever achieve a 40 day fast, but he is so, he's so given such incredible anointing from God. And so where I'm going with that is we did this, this discussion and he wrote a book, of course, the second coming, a second look. And I'll tell you what, I was relegated to the depths of the damned, and those were the nice ones. And these were so-called Christians on this thread, and it's absolutely nauseating. And somebody said, well, why don't you just disconnect all your comments? Well, because I'm actually kind of a proponent of the First Amendment. Free speech is pretty important to me. So, I mean, I've removed some of the just the foul ones because, you know, you have, obviously, when you're on Facebook and that, you have family and children you know, you, you're, I have nieces and nephews. I don't want them seeing nasty stuff on Facebook, but for the YouTube, I just leave it because I don't even want to go read it. It's just disgusting. And the, the other one was the, the one I did on the Hebrew, um, Hebrew roots and the flat earth debunking all this, this stuff. And I'll tell you what, I was, I was pretty shocked at, <laughs> at the emails I got just burning hell Zelensky. I mean, it was just, it was something. I love you guys yeah. too much. Send you my emails. People have been, um, unfortunately so mentally manipulated that I believe that the people out there, when they hear things that go against their interpretation or belief system, especially when it comes to their religion, something that they hold so near and dear. And we see all this chaos in the world and the lies and the, the murdering. And and we don't, nor are we to take, you know, our frustrations or rage out and anger on people. But I think, if I were to guess, a lot of that stems is misplaced anger. Because you can't have a debate, a, a conversational, polite debate on, on these topics. And there has to be a reason behind that, because we all believe that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and that He's coming back. So where is the the big, you know, issue? Uh, like some, it's like somebody killed my mom, and I'm arguing with them about it. That's yeah. how heated these debates get. They they get very heated. That's a good word. They get absolutely atrocious to me that people can actually talk to a brother. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I mean, how do you determine? I mean, anyone can call themselves a Christian. You know, I can go out and sit, you know, I mean, people sit in these churches and call themselves Christian. I could go sit in my garage and call myself a car, too. You know, I mean, I'm. It, it's clear that it's a word that gets thrown around way too much. But, you know, we're supposed to be the salt and light. And I think it's just, it's it's abominable when you see these Christians that are in these rank fights. I mean, what kind of example does that show to an unsaved world, really? Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty... I'm pretty out there when it comes to, I'll just state my opinion, but I don't, I try not to do it in a way that's, you know, people go, oh, you're just stirring up, 
you know, you're just stirring up garbage, Zelensky. You're just stirring the pot. I'm, I'm really not. I'm really legitimately, genuinely trying to facilitate a discussion to snap people out of this dystopic trance that they're in. So on Facebook, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I have relatives on there. I have listeners and, and people just think I'm nuts. I think people just write me off as a kook. But. Well, and, and that's by design, Sheila. And, and that's part of what, what the theme of tonight's program is about too, because there, there, there's, there are people out there who are deliberately causing division, not just, not just political division, not just racial division, but division and especially division within the body of the church, the remnant. And, and I do believe that some people who are so dogmatic about their positions who will weigh in and say, it's this way. And if you believe elsewise, then you're not biblical. And, and, you know, it's difficult because there was a very, very nice woman who sent me a book, uh, titled The Fallacy Detective. And I read that book and, uh, I, sh- I should have it here in the studio with me, but um, the deceptions, the tactics that are used, um, they're, they're prof- many of the tactics are very professional and, and follow almost a textbook example of uh, a provocation of, of, of dissension and disruption. And, and that, that's to take our eyes off of really where we're headed and what our true goal is, and that's to spread the word and to... And to I mean, ultimate salvation. So, you know, you're right. Um, yeah, you know, and, you're right in so many ways. And the, the, you know, we can't judge a person and say whether they're a Christian or not. Kind of like what the Pope threw out there, Donald Trump, last week, um, or earlier this week. And, but we can discern, and you know, we don't judge people by what they say, but we judge them by what they do, and that's very important. Uh, yeah, you'll know them by their fruit. That's what the word says. And and there's a lot of ways that you can tell if someone is walking in love. But that's the whole thing is we've really messed up on this concept of, of love. It's like, oh, it's kumbaya. Everyone join hands and, you know, sit in a circle and meditate on just divine love. It, but people have to understand that love, the ultimate love, well, First Corinthians 13 tells it there, but it's also saying hardly ever noticing when someone does wrong. So it's extending a lot of grace to, I extend a lot of grace to baby Christians. And I think that it's really important that we just understand the whole thing and contextually, because a lot of people like to throw out that God is love. I mean, atheists throw that out. Aren't you guys supposed to be loving and non-judgmental? No, actually, we will judge angels, the Bible says. So I think it's very important, especially people that are completely spiritually anemic when it comes to the Bible, they'll throw out the statement, Christians aren't supposed to judge. you got to love that one. And yet... Who am I to judge? Well, but they're talking, they're typically talking about when Jesus was saying, you know, cast the first stone, those who don't have sin amongst you. And he was saying, if you're doing something... And your brother is doing the exact same thing. Don't be a hypocrite. That's not talking about judging fruit. You know, so, I mean, we are going to judge. So I think people have to just know their Bible. And that's a problem is most people just, you know, they kind of roll their eyes and think, oh, the Bible, you know, whatever. When's the last time you read it? Um, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago. It's collecting dust on my shelf. And yet it's Jesus Christ in black and white. And I don't get why people are not... Start. It's like the the phrase in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Why don't you do that every day? Start out your day in the beginning was the word. Just use that example and get in your word 
in the morning, dedicate a half an hour, and then a half an hour at night. It's not like you have to be in your Bible seven hours a day, but dedicate some time to God because you all got lots of time to post what you ate for dinner on Facebook. You have time to post <laughs> all your little Twitter, your social media, your all this stuff now. It's like everybody's got lots of time for social media, but no time for God, and that actually is very sad. And, and if I could just add this, we cannot read the Bible to try to... um back up uh, beliefs we have. We need to read the Bible with an open mind and let the, the Holy Spirit bring in the truth, the discernment, and the correction. We can't try to to read the Bible to back up or defend an argument on a way we believe. And, right. and people just need... And, and that, that's been, that was my problem, and that continues to be my problem, uh, you know, is lack of reading Scripture. I mean, I read Scripture... But for a while, uh, until we started the show, right before then, I I do I was like everyone else. I just didn't read the Bible. I considered it boring, and then I started reading it. Well, it's the most wonderful wonderful book I have found. When you understand, when you talk, and Sheila, I know you've interviewed Doctor Lake and Chris Putnam, Tom Horn, and all the luminaries, the uh, Bible expositors, and the people who really understand. Uh, Steve Quayle and, and uh, David Langford. I mean, I could go on and on, but when you really understand what you have in your hands, what, what's between the two cover or the, the covers of, of the Bible, and you really understand that that it's more than just a book. It's more than a historical account. It's more than a. I mean, it's it, it's it's yeah. People describe the Constitution amazing. as a living document, yeah. but the Bible is the living Word of God. That's right, and yeah. it will change you. That's right. Now, now, let, let me stop. Hold on a second, Sheila, because I, I do have to take care of one bit of business right now. Um, we're, we might need to have the cameras go black. I do have to get the. Uh, I, I do have under under my desk right now a Mossberg 590 shotgun. I'm holding uh, Eric the Tech and Joe hostage. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm holding them hostage because Where are you disillusioned. Okay. Well, well, here's the deal, folks. I mean, look, Sheila is a great friend, and she is uh, she is a fighter. She's a scrapper. She's out there pressing the word of God. She's out there investing every blood, sweat, and tear into her into her show. And she never had, she has not asked me to do this, not at all. But I'm holding uh, Eric and and Joe hostage. What I'd like to see during the, the remainder of today's program with Sheila is. That eighty percent. I mean, she, on February eighth, uh, Sheila asked for help, and uh, she invested in, in expensive apps that that many of you listening to this program asked for, and, and they cost money. I mean, look, I know, I know exactly to to the dime how much it costs us to even turn on the lights here and to, and to do a show. Well, she's and, got that too, and so. I know the show prep I do. Sheila puts me to shame. That's right. It, well, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but but here's the, but yeah, Joe. Here's the thing. Um, I, I promise I'll let them go as soon as we get the the twenty percent. Let's get up to twenty percent. The extra twenty percent needed for her goal, and we could do that like right now. I know we can. So, and you can give me hostage with cashews. You don't well, need that. No, no. To your listeners, that this was not pre. Um, I had no idea you guys were doing this. Um, but right, uh, but I think it's 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 good to say this. You know, one of the things I got a letter recently, and it stunned me 
because one lady told me, you know, just, you know, if you would just stick to the news, woman, like just stick to the news, get the Jesus factor out of it, and you would, you would be so successful. And I turned down a media <laughs> job in Atlanta, Georgia, in the last two years. I had a, would have had a very successful show, and they said, all we want you to do is stop talking about Jesus. Let's just, you know, we'll talk about the vilification of the veterans and the gun rights and the, you know, with the last vestige and all this other stuff, but we don't want you talking religious talk. And I, I said, well, I'm out of here. And that's, that's a truth. And so people think, you know, we have, it's like, we're like the talking minion bobbleheads over at Clown News Networks with this unlimited resources and green screens and all the best equipment. No, we, it's hard to, it's really hard. I would have never picked this for a calling, let me tell you. Me and Steve Coyle joke about that because his brain goes a thousand miles an hour like mine. And it's just, we have a really tough time. We're very passionate people. You guys are passionate. And I think we have that common connection where we're, we do have a, such a passion, but we also have a fury to get the information out there. And I think that's part of a, watchman's call you know you could call it elijah ministry a jonah ministry i don't know what ministry people think this is but all i know is that we are called by god to do a certain thing and people always say well you know god's bill you know it's god's bill god's bill god's bill and the thing is though you know it's it's one thing to eat the meat of a show for a long time and it's the other thing to actually help support it because let's face i know my downloads i know you guys know your downloads and it's stunning to me that we have to even ask that's the stunning part nobody bats an eye when oprah makes you know a gazillion dollars but if doug and joe and or sheila at any time ever ask break even (laughs) yeah or ask for help yeah but i mean and i think and i and i get that because no one likes to talk about money because I know these, these again, these telepickpocketist evangelifishes, our good friend Steve calls them. I mean, I'm, I'm stealing Steve's line because it so perfectly describes what these hucksters do. It does break my heart that we even have to ever ask. It really does. But when we have this Mickey Mouse equipment and I mean, you guys don't anymore, but I've been using stuff that is pretty laughable. So, yeah, I kind of put out a request for some help to buy some new equipment to upgrade, and it's amazing how money triggers people's fury, though. It just, oh, don't want to hear about that. They tune out as soon as you mention money. But how do they think that we're supposed to just, you know, work with Mickey Mouse equipment and, and just work for the people to get them the information and have, you know, just use, oh, go to the Salvation Army and, you know, what business do you guys even have asking? Like, that is pretty stunning to me, Doug and Joe. Yeah, and, and, and it is, uh, Sheila, and, you know, my, my heart, and, and I, I'm, I will, after, I, after I'm able to put the shotgun down, I will, uh, um, add to the, add to the offer here. <laughs> uh, and, and folks, you know, don't worry, you know, I'll, I will release, uh, Joe and, and Eric, you know, upon completion of the, of her fundraiser. It's, it's not that much money, so I, I'm sure we can all put together and, Put things together and get her over the top, but, but because it does, yeah, okay, but it does, <laughs> you know. But but you're right, Sheila, no. and, and it's important because we need um, to support one another. You know, we all need to. We're all in this together. And, well, you uh, know, Doug and Joe, I appreciate that, and I want to tell you something. I actually, but I think it's a bigger piece of something God has shown me, and I actually would really like to tell your listeners this. This stunned me, and if people actually go to 
they can actually go to the app store and download the Weekend Vigilante app. I spent a fortune on it, so they they can do it. I'm actually on a pay, the Never Never payment plan on that app because I didn't know how <laughs> it would cost. But when I did a survey back in January of 2015, I asked the listeners, you know, how are you listening? Are you listening by shortwave? Or, you know, I, I wondered if they were listening by Sirius or AM or FM or how these people were listening. And it turns out, at least with my data from my email news I have this kind of free e-newsletter that I kind of was doing a bit of a survey, and I found out a lot of people were listening mostly by Internet, which kind of did surprise me. So the podcast analytics were amazing, and so we know our numbers, and I thought, well, this just doesn't make sense. So anyway, I thought, well, that's interesting. So I did the survey, and they said, you know, we'd love an app that works you know, properly, that you can actually go. All your stuff is just on a really convenient app. So I worked on the app for six months, Got the app out, and it's very, again, it's like over $10,000, so it's really expensive. And I, I thought, well, I'll make payments on that. And what's interesting is the guy, there's guys that would email me every day, oh, this app sucks, you can't multitask, and don't you have it for Android? Well, it took me five months just to approve it with Apple. You know, and so it was. Isn't that crazy? But I, I I just, yeah, momentarily. uh, And and those people out there listening to this broadcast, and the people that you have listening via app, and we have an app too. Okay, when when I saw the back end of things, the technical aspect of things, Sheila, I was just amazed at at, Uh at the hoops that you got to jump through. Well, well I, sadly, I'm not a techie, but I do know that we also always have sound issues. I've had so many sound issues, and I've been using Mickey Mouse equipment for years, and it's funny because, you know, people email me like, turn your volume up and turn the person <laughs> down and get that guest off there. They sound like they're in a tin can. And so, again, we don't have the bare, you know, we don't have the best equipment like all these mainstream bobbleheads, but the thing is we just kind of do the best we can I mean, you know, it's, it's, I don't even, I'm embarrassed to tell people, you know, doing my show out of a corner of a, you know, a bedroom that's about, you know, two feet with a dilapidated desk that's ready to go. It, I mean, it's embarrassing. It kind of, and I think, how does that glorify God when we're, you know, using Mickey Mouse stuff and we look like idiots with bad sound and, so I actually, I, I, but this is the part that shocked me of all of it. And I actually, it prompted me to do a show. And if people actually go back to my website and they, they look up a show I did with Carla Butod, it's called, I think it's called Storming the Enemy's Camp on Poverty and Lack. Because you know what stunned me the most of everything? And it still is bothering me. The amount of emails, like when I first did my February 8th show and just said, hey, I'm going to take a pause. I'm going on a fast because I was really confused, Doug, why it is, you know, you put your heart and soul in this stuff for years and it just, you always have that continuum where it's just like the the money's not coming, but everybody goes, well, you know, it should be coming because after all, you know, you just aren't, you know, your skybound wish granting genie God should just be a supply and a bag of money. Ooh. And it, and so that's the, the thing was really confusing me because you got all these prosperity preachers talking about their planes, trains, automobiles, and then you've got this whole other crowd, apparently all my listeners that said, listen, I'd love to support your show, but, but we're broke. We've lost our jobs. We, we're in yeah. a fixed income. I mean, that was, I'd say that was profoundly three quarter. I'm thinking it was closer to, I think I said at one time it was about a third because the one week I got about just over 300 emails and I'll bet you a hundred, over a hundred of those people were saying, I'd love to, you know, support your show, but I can't. 
and and it and, made me very sad. So I prompted me to do a show on poverty and lack, and hope maybe I had some things to learn on that too, because I do believe there's also poverty curses. And Carla and I have a very powerful prayer at the end, and I hope that everybody is blessed by that show, Doug and Joe. Well, I, I just want to say one thing, uh, Sheila, and, and I'm going to toss it to Joe because he's got something on his mind, but you do such a good job. But but one of the most, and, and I know because I, I, we communicate, for example, we, we get many, we get, we get probably, I don't know, maybe, Joe, what do you think, three, four hundred letters, postcards, cards in the mail a day uh, or a week i'm sorry a week, yeah. okay yeah and, and, and 500 what, a week and, and then I, I looked at one i looked at one letter it was from a 72 year old woman who had cancer and she and she put in three dollars in the in the envelope and said here you know um this is this is all i can you know this is all i can afford and i and i took that i i well i returned it obviously but i also gave her a few other things and, and to me the reason I mention this is because we are touching and I know you are touching so many people and I've had so many people write uh, letters to me about you and asking how you're doing and about your ministry and about uh, uh, I I don't know it just just, I don't know the the amount of lives that we the only thing I wanted to say I guess out of this whole thing is we, we feel and I know you do so close to our listeners I mean, I, if, I, if I could hug every one of the, the yes. people listening to this broadcast, yeah. man. And, Sheila, I just want to say that uh, no matter what kind of equipment you have, I mean, you do a fantastic job. And that just the fact that you're doing what you're doing and reaching the people that you're reaching, that's what's important. And, and you know, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But yeah, well, the, the problem Lord knows your heart. Just and, so you, and Joe, and you thank won't have to worry. Well, thank you for that. I mean, the sound, the issue with the sound is just equipment that's not compatible with certain KBS files. And, you know, usually they go with 96, 128. So they make the download files on the app really hard. So there's all this techie stuff involved. And, and, and sadly, I'm not a tech, but, you know, back to what you said, we just do the best we can. Sadly, we, we, you know, some of us have better equipment than others, but I'll tell you what, I think there's going to come a day when, you know, God is just gonna, it's almost like I, I keep thinking of that scripture, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, and I'm thinking, yes. ready for that transfer to happen. <laughs> because man, you know, being broke, it, it, it's, I, somebody said the other day, oh, well, money doesn't buy happiness. I said, yeah, well, it rents it because you have to have money <laughs> to live, right? And so, and, I, but I get it. I mean, people, I do so get these guys on TV that boil my blood that are, you know, we'll send you this blessed holy water if you'll send in a, a love offering for 10 grand. I'm thinking, oh, Lord. Yeah, but it, you know, it, so many people fall topic. for that. You know, and, and Sheila, it's just, it's horrible. Um, so many people do fall for that. I, I've got a number of emails here since you've been on the air. What people want to know, uh, and I hope you don't mind, uh, the, the, the flopping of topics here. You can tell this is unscripted, folks, but, uh, <laughs> wanting to know, um, how is the reception of your book? Um, it's got to be going great guns. And, and is there anything we can do? And there are a lot of people saying out there saying, is there anything we can do that really, you know, get the word out um, of your book, The Green Gospel? Well, The Green Gospel, the book, you know, I would, I hope at some point soon I can be on some bigger venues talking about it. You know, um, 
Alex Jones, George Norrie, Rick Wiles. And for some reason, you know, I don't know if it's because I talk about the Pope. I don't know if that's why Alex just refuses to have me on about my book. I don't know. I'm, you know, sometimes I, I think, what is with some of these, this guy's guests? And yet, you know, he'll have a Catholic on talking about the green gospel and how good the, nice the Pope is. I'm like, let me on that show right now. I'll straighten you guys out. But the green gospel, I mean, but in all fairness, it's not some cutesy book. This is the greatest hoax of our era. I mean, we have eco-police now. You know, you go to the, I think soon, you know, like you go to the, your ATM machine, Doug, to take out money. Soon it's going to be, I'm sorry, Doug, you cannot travel because you've exceeded your carbon your carbon footprint. Oh, I, I love sure. your book. Folks, the Green Gospel, it, you talk about a hard-hitting book and really uh, uh, peeling back the veil. And, and what you just said about the Vatican, you know, you're not picking on on Catholics. And, and, and I, I, I certainly didn't get that from what I read. It's the hierarchy any more than you be, you know, it's the hierarchy of the Vatican that's at issue, right? I mean, yeah. Well, it's I just mean, so sad that 1.2 billion Catholics probably plus are duped by this devilish pope and and I get just livid Catholics that email me all the time how could you dare say that about times man of the year this nice benevolent man I'll tell you what folks he is not a benevolent man that I'm not I'm not so not convinced he's not the false prophet but he's certainly a type of antichrist for sure a type of false prophet he's certainly I mean look at Joe you just read that off air we were talking about when he said the failure of the cross when you have this kind of thing going on where it's not only spiritually biblically anemic already across the land and then you got the pope chiming in telling people well the cross is a failure get over it besides Allah sounds a lot more appealing I mean the guys in a turkey mosque saying prayers this is so unbelievably I mean there's just days I scratch my head in, in bewilderment how the Catholics are letting this guy get away with that is shocking to me. But also, this guy is supposed to be a staunch supporter of, you know, non-abortion. But yet he's like, well, you don't have to breed like rabbits either. Catholics are known to have big families. And yet this guy is so into the green agenda. He's a Marxist, a raving Marxist. And he's a very nefarious Jesuit. And the Jesuit piece yes. is the huge piece that I talk about in my book, too. I touch on it, but I could have read, you know, I could have wrote 1,700 pages if I went off on that rabbit trail. So it's just really frightening how many people think the green agenda, well, we all have a vested interest to save Mother Earth. No, folks, this is to reinstate a pagan form of pantheism that goes back to Nimrod. And that's what it's Absolutely. all about. Yeah, so it's frightening that people think it's all about just being sustainable and eco-friendly because that sounds good on your car. Eco-boost, hmm, sounds good. Well, you know, Sheila, the problem is if Catholics understood, like American citizens would understand, that the governance, the hierarchy and the governance is corrupt to the core. And by continuing to feed the beast... And, you know, attending the churches and giving them your money, you were basically, whether knowingly or unknowingly, giving them your permission for them to continue on. I mean, when Catholicism was accepted as the religion of Rome by Constantine, it was done so not to bring Christianity as the religion, but to merge paganism, the, uh, 
mystery religions and Christianity into one, almost like what we see with Chrislam today, only they did it. They did it through, uh, you know, praying and worshiping to Mary. They did it through the symbols, the paganism aspect, the mother earth worship aspect, the uh, vicar of Christ naming the Pope equal to Jesus. Um, the the authority the, just this year was a jubilee year and the, the Vatican and the Pope decided that this year they would allow the forgiveness of certain sins no church or pastor or man of God has the authority to decide when or if or if not sins will be forgiven in a certain year day time whatever I mean just the it is amazing to me. And I used to uh, not think of the Catholic Church as such... You know, I thought it was bad. I thought it was, yes, it was. It had evil influences, and it was influenced by evil. But I didn't, did not know the depths of the evil and the uh, intention of the evil that we see, let alone what we don't see behind closed doors there. And with the Pope, you know, weighing in on the immigration issue saying, you know, you need to open your borders, your houses, your your checking accounts. This from a man who has, you know, the biggest bank in the world, the high, the strictest immigration policy and, and highest wall surrounding his, his little uh, country. Um, <laughs> Why doesn't I he mean, just there's just so much wrong with it. <laughs> Tell him to invite the Muslims into the Vatican. I'm not saying they're all Muslims, but, I mean, let's face it, the majority of Muslims, and not all of them, again, I'm not making a wide statement, but these people want to kill us. What part of that do people not get? And somebody goes, well, oh, well, Zelensky's all for just bombing the Middle East and taking out the whole rumblings in the Middle East. No, I never said that. I would love to win these people to Christ. But they also want to behead us. Let's face it. If you look and study what their religion, the Quran, is about, it's not some loving religion that embraces other people. They want to kill us. What part of that do people not get? I don't. I don't get that, Joe and Doug. No, I don't. We had a guest, uh, Bill Warner, on his website is politicalislam.com, and he explained to us in, in uh, great detail, very articulately, how the uh, how Islam gets away with it, how they're allowed to lie, how they're allowed to manipulate, and um, well, sure, know, and the basically uh, the Sharia law thing, how we see Sharia, the, they're trying to bring Sharia law to America, and we are accommodating to a degree. Now, does that mean we are a nation of Sharia law? It actually does. If you well, it's a Sharia compliant, and right. Shirley, you've talked about this so so many times yeah. with numerous people. Yeah, um, and for the benefit of our listeners, I mean, Sheila has really done some great interviews. I think you've done numerous interviews with uh, key people explaining uh, to Kia the you know the the uh, yeah. lying and stuff. Sheila did an interview with me with Wally Chil- uh, uh, Shabbat. Shabbat and his son, which yeah. was fantastic. Uh, Sheila, let me ask you a question real quick here. Um, you had mentioned uh, the Vatican. You had mentioned the Greek Gospel. You had mentioned this Pope. Uh, have you had the chance to interview, or do you know of uh, the author Leo Leon or Leo Lion Zagami? Z- Leo Zagami. Yeah. Yeah, Leo yeah I've Zagami. heard of him, but I have not interviewed him. 
Okay. I, I've got his book here, and uh, I know Jones interviewed him a couple of times, and, and I, I just didn't know if you've done it or not or if you've interviewed him or not, but pretty interesting about the Francis being perhaps the last pope. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I look, I went to a seminary. I graduated from a minor seminary, and I, I was, it was a Jesuit seminary. I had no clue what I was into back then, and, um, uh, frankly, uh, you know, it didn't affect me one way or another in terms of my belief system. Now, some people will take that and run and say, oh, my gosh, you're a Vatican assassin. Of course, I've already <laughs> been accused of that. But uh, but, but anyway, um, yeah, I, the more I'm looking at the at the hierarchy of the Vatican and the influence of the Jesuits and who's running things, who's pulling the strings here, man, I'm starting to see the um, in, in, incestuous relationship between the green, you know, the climate controllers, the Jesuits, the Vatican, yeah, the, the, those who hold the money. Lucius the UN and two ba- the book The Two Babylons or Papal Worship Provided to Be the Worship of Nimrod and His Wife by Alexander Hyssop cited by many authors who write books on theology and Bible prophecy. I would urge everybody to read it and download it. You can download it for free. It's called Two Babylons. Mm-hmm. I mean it makes the case. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, the thing is, you know, there's so, it's hard to know who's the worst beast or if they're in lockstep with each other. Somebody presented the idea the other day that, you know, perhaps Rome is working lockstep with the rumblings in the Middle East. I mean, it's nothing would, you know, nothing would really surprise me at this point. But that's a part of what I, what bothers me about Christianity in general is we're rapidly accepting Everything we're we're not. It's like we're conforming to the world. We're supposed to be separate from the world, but when you look around, we're embracing all this moral debauchery, and and that's the part that bugs me. And, and of course, the the fact that the silence is deafening, and of course, spineless evangelifish to quote our good friend Steve Quayle, and the the war, the betrayal, the Trojan forces. I mean, I call them not Trojan horses. You get the little pun on words, but the Russians, the Chinese. Got more people in America unemployed than ever before. The vilification of our veterans. I mean, how many vets died last year, Doug, from declined medical benefits? It was one report said half a million reportedly. Gun right issues with vets. The last remaining vestige of the Second Amendment. What's going to happen with that since Scalia? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, there's a moral meltdown. It's a morphing into this cesspool of just complete debauchery. And I don't know. If there's any coming back and people go, well, Trump will solve all our problems. But again, there's no political solution to a spiritual problem. Trump is a ruthless businessman at the end of the day. Do I like some of his ideas? Of course. We all like his patriotism and the liberty-loving side of him. But, I mean, once he gets into office, I mean, that could be a frightening concept too. But then who do you want? Mao Zedong and a skirt or socialism Sanders? I don't know. You know what, Sheila? I, I could I, I could give you a hug right now because I've had this conversation with a lot of people. You know, be careful what you wish for, and because to me it seems a lot like pre-war Nazi, pre-Nazi Germany. Rhetoric. And, you yeah. know, and I got taken to the woodshed by some emailer who said, "Oh, you're calling Trump a savior?" No, I'm not. No, no. When I referenced him as people looking at him as a savior, you know, meaning a political do, savior. Yeah. Okay, uh, and this, these but are not my words. Hitler said all the right things too to everyone. There you go. That's it. His time man of the year. <laughs> you know, it, could, could it be? Could it be we're being gamed? I mean, we're being set up, maybe. You know. Uh-huh. Sorry. 
Okay. Well, I mean, you see him in all these pictures with the Clintons and the Bushes, and you have to wonder. I mean, is he is this guy the real deal? That's what no. I'm not saying. God can't use somebody like Trump, of course. I mean, I hope that's not what God meant by the last Trump. <laughs> exactly, you're exactly right. You got a notice here from the co-founder of Hear the Watchman. This is great. Thank you. Mike. And folks, listen up, okay? Now, they're going to be uh, live streaming the Hear the Watchman conference. Now, Sheila, this involves you, okay? So listen up. All right, here we go. For every live stream subscription that is ordered between right now and midnight tomorrow night, they are going to give you, Sheila, donate to to your ministry a ten the ten dollars for each subscription. Okay, uh-huh. how does that sound? Okay, so folks, if you if you can't go to the conference but want to see it live streaming, order it now, and ten bucks goes to Sheila to offset her expenses. And uh, praise God, thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you're the watchman. Thank you, Mike and Jeannie, for that. That's really wonderful. I do. I'm anxious to get back on the air, and um, I've reached a portion of my goal. And you know, it's it's the ongoing thing that's been an issue for me. But I mean, that's a beautiful thing to do, Jeannie and Mike. Thank you for that. I'm looking forward to seeing all the people out here, the Watchmen. I have a feeling God is going to do something unbelievable at that event. I really do. What is your sense, Doug and Joe? You know, I agree with you. Um, we, we've seen the uh, descent, the attempts to tear down the people who organized it, to tear down the people who are speaking at it, to come against the uh, conference as a whole. I mean, there has been, and I'm not talking about things that people are familiar with, but stuff behind the scenes that nobody really sees or hears about. There is spiritual powers working against this conference. Absolutely. Actually, actually, if you want to know the truth, um, because of what I had said during a, a program, uh, there was a group of activists. Because um, um, of what I you best said? Des- yeah, how can I best describe the activists? I guess LGBT-friendly. Mm. <laughs> uh, who are who promised to show up and disrupt? Mm. So, well, they can show up, but the disrupting won't, won't anyway. be tolerated. So, so yeah, that's that, you know. So anything that we do, and I think that this is par for the course. You know, I mean, look at the life of Jesus in his three and a half years of ministry. I mean, his road was not an easy one. Should we expect anything different? Absolutely. I think not. Oh, he tells us. That's right. Well, I just right. think it's exciting because I am looking forward to ministering to the people. I'm going to actually be at an Augusto Prez event, the 4th, the 5th, the 6th in Houston. Then I'll be at Skywatch TV with our good friend Tom Horn about my book. And then I'm going to be off to Dallas. And I'm really looking forward to just meeting the people and interacting and you know I will sign my book by the way just so anybody if anybody cares to bring their book I'm going to have some there as well and we're going to be on the media panel which is 
really wonderful and we just get to interact with so many amazing men and I have the privilege and honor of introducing Pastor David Langford on Sunday and I'm really looking forward to that. I, that's just going to be the the crown of my time but ministering to the people and you know pr- and just seeing what God's going to do. God's going to show up in a powerful way and I think it's going to be life changing. And I oh, really I, think too, it, I yeah. just I'm really looking forward to it, Doug. The three of us were at the uh, Whitestone Conference in Montana, and I don't want to speak for you two, but uh, that was um, led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, every yeah, single absolutely. person who spoke, every uh, time they spoke, the Holy Spirit was there, and you and, could tell, and you knew. And, I mean, uh, I knew. Uh, hold on, folks. I, I just want to remind people, again, uh Folks, uh, we have a uh, code red situation in the uh, studio. Um, we have, a, we do have, a, and uh, Eric and uh, Joe. What you don't understand is I am like Donald Trump, and I wear a bulletproof vest everywhere I go. <laughs> All right, and I, you load blanks in your in your things before I uh, when I get here, and I. And of course, before I leave. Right. And folks, we're kidding. Now, just go to weekendvigilante.com, weekendvigilante.com. That's weekendvigilante.com. You gotta spell it right. Weekendvigilante.com. And, and, and certainly click on the, uh, donate button there because we're trying to get, uh, we're trying to make, uh, uh, Sheila whole again here. And she had no idea, no clue that we were going to do this. None. That's a fact. That's a fact, folks. I we were uh, talk about Ellis Bailey in the second hour. (laughs) Yeah, you guys didn't even talk before the show. No, no. And if if you know, just to be clear, so uh, all blame goes on me. And I, you know, if if. But anyway, um, so much, so much, so much to talk about. We started out talking about Scalia. Are 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 we really? We're really not done talking about Scalia in a way because man, oh man, oh man. There's just so much. What effect? What's the net result here, Sheila? Do you, if we can go back to this, um, I think the net result, though, really is this is the overarching piece of this whole thing with Scalia. Whether it's Breitbart, Clancy, anyone, and this is the same thing in Nazi Germany. They whacked anyone that opposed the regime, and this is what I think is happening. Anyone that's going to oppose the regime, hey, that includes you, Hagman and Zelensky. That's going to be a problem. And so you got that coupled. So, okay, take that piece of a sandwich. That's the meat. And then on the outside, you've got war and betrayal and all these forces on our soil. And then you've got all this vilification of the Christians and the veterans. You got the Second Amendment, the Constitution's on life support. That's stunning enough. So you've got this sort of meltdown happening in the sandwich. And on the outside, you have all these nefarious Luciferian royal bloodline elites that are sort of positioning themselves in in power roles. It's like a big cosmic chess match or something. And so what's going to happen? I, we need a move of God. That's our only answer, I think. And is Donald Trump the answer? Again, I don't... I think we're just so desperate to get Obama, the jihadist in the slaughterhouse, out of that office, that we're desperate for anybody that even remotely agrees with us. And do we like his... You know, do we like his America-backed values? Of course, but is he telling us what we want to hear? And the, I mean, I like a lot of things about Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong, but the thing is, he's also a ruthless businessman. So, you know, where do you draw the line with that, Doug and Joe? Right. And his statement of rounding up, you know, Muslims, uh, 
is worrisome because, you know, you do it to one group, any other group is just as likely to be rounded up afterwards. I mean, you have to, you said the Constitution is on life support. I say the Constitution is null and void right now, and we're under a uh, emergency war powers act how we're operating yes. our governance but we're still but, able to talk right now see but right I mean, and and for how i don't long? know if i'm i'm Th- right about true. this but as the more morals continue to decline our rights will will do the same and, well, and somebody, you and i were talking about that media disruption i think that's a piece of also what's coming is we're just going to get shut down by lynch mob and the crew of hucksters and Diane not so Feinstein and her gun grabbing cronies and all their little gropes. You know, it's like I think they're all just in this. It's like they're all in cahoots. These people. And sorry about my nicknames, but I think I give everyone. Oh, a I like them. So. <laughs> these guys are going to have a tough, tough time ahead of them. I'll tell you that because uh, I don't know. You're going to have to sew my mouth shut or cut up my lips off to to get me to be quiet. So. Well, you know, uh, again, getting back to Scalia, and I know, Joe, we're, you know, I know how you feel about the Constitution, and Sheila, I, I, know, I know you do, how you feel about it as well. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah I do too. And, and I had done, in my video that I did, the 27-minute video, and just go to the, the official YouTube channel, offpagmanhagman.com, you, you know, it, it's it, it's amazing to me that, uh, and this is like everything else. The, 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 the minority of people seem to make the majority of noise because 79% of respondents to a poll at a conservative website uh, suspect, and there were 40,000 who responded, 79% of the 40,000 suspected foul play with with respect to the death of uh, Scalia. 32%, and this is a sad number, 32% of respondents from a Gallup poll never even heard the name Antonin uh-huh. Scalia. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to throw some other numbers at you here really quick as we approach the top of the hour because th- these numbers are important. Um, the number of cases that are under review by, by the Supreme Court under Scalia or in his absence now are 35. Seven, of course, are key. Um, the number of Republican senators, this is important, that, that's up for re-election, the who are up for re-election in 2016 is 54. Uh, or I'm sorry, is 54 in total, and up for election is 24. Okay, so 24 people could lose their, or 24 Republican senators could lose their seat in 2016, uh, or regain them, whatever. Uh, four losses would tie with the Democrats, and five would change the balance of power to the progressive Marxist liberals. And, um, uh, yeah, th- those are just some numbers, and I wanted to mention them to you. In about one tenth of one second is about how long it took for people to say, "Hey, there's something really rotten in uh, uh, in uh, Presidio, Denmark. Texas." With respect to, yeah, <laughs> we're up against the Denmark. we're up against the top of the hour break. Sheila, will you hang with us for please, uh, at least please, a few please, minutes please. on the other side? Absolutely, I'd love to, guys. Thank you, oh, folks. Good. We'll be right back on the Hagman and Hagman Report with hour number three coming right up with Sheila Zelensky. This is the Global Star Radio Network.
ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Doug Hagman here with Joe Hagman. Together we are the Hagman and Hagman Report, America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. But, but our very special guest is, you know, if I was Charlie, she'd be like one of the Charlie's angels, okay? I mean, you talk about a, a, a really, and, and I say that. Uh, with all due respect, because she's a very good investigator. I guess that was kind of a bad example because that was just a TV show, and I guess they were just kind of... I, I never really watched it, so I'm not sure. I thought they were investigators. But anyway, uh, you talk about the well, a really great investigative reporter, but a, a solid Christian and, and a very good a, a very good analytical mind. Her name, of course, is Sheila Zelensky. And she has something called the Weekend... Uh, vigilante, go to weekendvigilante.com and the weekend vigilante, the, the, the report, uh, her radio show. It's just, it's a, it's a fantastic radio show. And she has done so much for so many. She really has. And she's informed so many. She's the author of Green Gospel, The Green Gospel. And folks, if you haven't read that book, you talk about an eye opening experience. My goodness. Now, now, Sheila is going to be heading up the media panel and heading up a number of things at the here the watchman conference you can get a chance to meet her i know i'm gonna i'm looking forward to seeing her again uh last time i saw her in person was at the uh uh at whitestone and we had a tremendous time with pastor david langford and steve and and others at uh at whitestone but getting to know her was really a pleasure and understanding where she was you know where she was coming from and really understanding sheila as uh, a fellow Christian and, and, a, and, a, and a fellow warrior in the war in which we find ourselves in. Now, before we get back to her, let me just say this. Um, a, a, a fantastic therapy. I, I'm involved in therapy. Not really. Uh, what I'm referring to, folks, is WholeTonesLive.com. And to me, WholeTonesLive.com is therapy of sorts. It WholeTonesLive.com, well... I'll say that music is life's one of life's greatest pleasures. It has tremendous power. The power to bring a tear to, to one's eye or to the power to quiet a racing mind. Music has the power to heal. It has the power to it's been used for the ages to treat things like depression and uh create energy, induce sleep, relieve chronic pain, reduce stress. We had the the uh, uh the man behind the music, Michael Terrell, uh he created whole tones. We had him on, and he talked about the inspiration for whole tones, the fact that uh, the frequencies were studied in the music of King David, and were really believed to have astounding healing effects. And, and you know, we know that we're all stressed out. I was, I actually had uh, had an appointment early this morning, and I was driving, and apparently I was not driving fast enough for the for the guy behind me. And um, boy, did I. You know, I, I know some new sign language now, okay? I'm not exactly sure what a few of those signals meant, but anyway, uh, road rage, uh, slip a disc in your car and listen to that. And, and uh, but most importantly, we have it playing here in, in our studio, and it really has a calming effect. It has a, it induces productivity. Uh, it helps others sleep. I, got, I received a letter from a, a woman who was heads up a child care facility. And she said, "You know, we we've been we've been playing that music, and the the almost instant reaction um, uh, to the children uh, by the children 
the the wildness calmed down and actually we got just got these for my my grandchildren okay to be well they are my grandchildren but um so it's just fantastic you can't beat this folks show support or support our show and go to wholetoneslive.com get a free sample of the soothing relaxing revitalizing music let's go to wholetoneslive.com check out the free sample and then order the dvds download the music and i guarantee you you won't be sorry that's wholetoneslive.com wholetoneslive.com all right with that we are going to bring back our guest Ms. Sheila Zielinski, The Weekend Vigilante, her book, Green Gospel. The New World Religion, by the way. And she will be speaking with us at the Hear the Watchman Conference coming up in Dallas in just days away, 20 days. Yeah, that's scary. Actually, Sheila, that's scary. I mean, I, only 29 days this month. I can't oh believe how 2016 has flown by. You know, we've got so much going on in 2016. You know, I can't help but think when our good friend, Pastor David Langford, said, I think on both of our shows, or maybe when I was still with you guys, he said, you know, that word acceleration. Man, did he get a word from the Lord, huh? I mean, it oh, is so, uh, I, I just cannot believe. It's it's really hard to keep up to headlines every it, it used to be a, every day you'd see something pretty crazy, but now it's it seems like a minute by minute thing where you, it's just it's unbelievable. We've got this turkey situation brewing and other hot spots heating up, and back home here it's Caligula level crazy town. And these terrorists you were talking about ISIS just before the break. It, it's amazing, Doug and Joe, how these terrorists now have more control, more territory, more weapons, and more money than they ever had. And we, the people, while they're, you know, stockpiling these weapons, are unilaterally disarming against this enemy. We've become isolated, abandoning our allies, opening up these big chunks, you know, of the world open for these subhuman barbarians to get stronger. And it's like our military is so now badly degraded while the enemy's on the rise. And I think, like, let's take a macro view. If we have fewer combat-ready soldiers since before, what, World War One, We're abandoning our borders, and no one in government, and this is what goes back to Trump saying, you know, let's support securing the borders. I get that, because our politicians will not secure a system that's secure. So, I mean, and if now, of course, if you support a secure and border and a deportation of all these flooding immigrants, well, then you're a racist. You you don't like Muslims. You don't like Latinos. Oh, you must be a tea party. You must, you know, whatever. Pick your pick your phrase. And we've got border chaos. I think I read somewhere last week, Joe and Doug, something like 777,000 pending immigration cases are pushing them through. The courts are in a backlog. The system is just so set up to fail. And yet more fraudulent shenanigans by the imperial president, I call him Benito Mussolini. But listen, when you have a post-constitutional crisis, you've got all these appointment clauses under attack, the Commerce Clause, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth, the Fifth, the Sixth, the Ninth, the Tenth, the Fourteenth, and now the Treaty Clause. Is that not newsworthy to anybody that we have a president who is conducting himself as a despot? And yet, again, nothing to see here. No one bats an eye. And what's amazing is these so-called civil libertarians out there, they're not saying a word either. And these phony fraud liberals and journalists out there, again, it's crickets news 
And and yet I, I that's it. That, I'm going to buy that domain. Crickets News. Crickets <laughs> News. That's what I'm going <laughs> to. Actually, we should buy that nuts.com because things are nuts. But that's the news of the century, I think. When you have a complete despot, I mean, does it amaze folks to know the frauds that this guy has committed? I don't think there's. Well, there's. I think the last I checked, there was 72 impeachable offenses by this commander in chief, and we're not allowed to talk about it, Doug and Joe. And, and you know, Sheila, we don't even know really who he is. And I know people seem. People take that as as really this birther nonsense, but it's not right I mean, and the racist stuff. Uh, but you know, we don't we don't know who, for certain his legal name, and I and and people it's hard for people to wrap their mind around that. But Barry Satoro is the last legal name that he um, is, is really appeared to use, and then he kind of just shifted to, to Barack Hussein Obama the second from Barry Satoro. Yeah, and before but there's him, no paperwork I, I found Osama bin Laden's, you know. Half brother George Bush was the worst president <laughs> in U.S. history, and now Obama has, uh, by far, uh, oh, you know, stepped way over his line. Yeah. And not only that, he uh, ran on this platform of, you know, he said what he was going to do fundamentally, fundamentally transform he America. It. He did it, but not only that, he did it by uh, not stopping the Bush policies, but by furthering them, furthering the lawlessness, the uh, unconstitutional actions like NDAA, uh, you know the just every, everything he does is illegal. The Patriot it Act. Seems. Yeah. Well, this yeah. law. You, you mentioned a good word there: lawless administration, and it plans to bypass what two thirds requirement for Senate ratification on this newest climate change treaty that he wants to re hammer again because he just can't seem to get this carbon tax scheme. You know, trading. I mean, I, I, does people understand the green money? Well, there you go. Green backs on the green gospel. There you go. Because it is like a, a, a I don't think it's $20 billion levy that they rake in for these green carbon credit swaps. And I mean, that's stunning to me that, you know, they can enter into this politically binding hybrid agreement to what name and shame climate scoffers. I mean, it's, he's letting the Environmental Protection Agency run amok. He's letting the United Nations run amok as well. You know, he's oh, yeah. pledged to bankrupt the coal industry, enact a de facto cap and trade regime. I mean, this president could not get it through Congress. So that's not enough for him. He has to, you know, again, decree it like Benito Mussolini. That's, it's, it's amazing to me how this, I just, I feel like I'm in a bad Twilight Zone episode, Doug and Joe. <laughs> And that's yeah, the, the point because, you know, as you said, the intensity of the news and events that are happening continues to increase and multiply and accelerate. And this is being done for a reason. We have to understand that we're being hindered. They're, they're hiding something, whether it's our trying to keep us away from our relationship with Jesus and uh, the gospel and, and reading his word or whatever it is. The the over inundation of of news and information, especially a lot of it, just you know, seemingly important but useless overall, um, is serving some purpose. Um, we got about six emails here wanting me to tell Sheila. I don't, I'm not Sheila. I think he might have mentioned this. I can't remember the conversation or even if it was on air. Um, there's a Family Guy episode mentioning uh, yeah, uh, Scalia. Did you? Did you hear that? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, and not only that, but the fact that there's so many of these cartoons. I know you guys have seen the Illuminati trading card deck, and they've got all these bizarre things on them, like that have happened even in the 90s. It's amazing. This, if you look at this deck in its entirety, it's all it's all hidden in plain view, isn't it? I mean, it is. I was somebody the other day said, "Oh, I just can't wait for the new Pete's Dragon on Walt Disney," because it was kind of this cute little show, and people were kids. If people even know what what a devil Walt Disney was, and it's kind of sad that you know we're sort of written off as these kooks. It's like, oh, you guys think everything's a conspiracy, and everybody's a Freemason, and everybody's Illuminati. But if people actually even read. Fritz Springmeier's book, The Bloodlines of the Illuminati, go pull the chart of the family tree and go look at the fact that Hitler was a Rothschild and all these presidents are related and you get into the occult piece of this. I mean, these people are Satanists and that is a fact. And yet people think that's so outlandish, but it's not very far from the truth. And so, you know, what did that uh, David Spangler say there, Doug and Joey said, you know, no one will, will enter the new world order unless they take a Luciferian initiation. initiation. Exactly. There you go. Bingo. So over and over, these guys quote these nefarious things. And again, nobody bats an eye. So I, I don't know if it's mind control or MK Ultra projects or beam weapons or DARPA projects or the chemtrails or what it is. But you find that people are just in a fog. They're in such a stupor that you can't even have a conversation about this because they they just shut down. They shut off. It's this kind of, I don't know, cognitive dissonance meets bystander apathy meets fog of deception. I don't, I don't know. I think that's probably what Paul was talking about when he said seducing spirits and doctrines of devils because we're in a mess here in the church, we're in the mess in our country, on the war front, you know, any day, World War Three, the economy is imploding, concurrent to all that. I mean, we, this is not looking good, Doug and Joe. No, and nor will it either, uh, if we are living in the times of, of prophecy unfolding of the, the last days that we're told about, as in the days of Noah. We should only expect it to get worse, but pray and hope and do our best to see that it, it, it possibly can get better. Um, you know, it strikes me that the scripture says, for lack of knowledge, my people perish, but we're in a time where knowledge is so abundant, but it's the knowledge that's important that's being ignored. Absolutely. Well, and again, you know, you mentioned that my people perish through a lack of Knowledge. If people would just get in the Word and really push in and seek God's face, I think that's important too because, you know, if you want the anointing and you want the wisdom and you want God's infilling, I mean, it's really, I mean, and again, I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit, but if you have that dunamis power where you're going out and, you know, ministering to people and spreading the gospel, healing the sick, delivering people, laying hands on the, you know, infirmed, I mean, that's all part of the Great Commission. But the other piece of it is our prayer life is pretty pathetic. And, you know, we have a culture now where it's like, you know, everybody was emailing me about that war room show. And I thought, what is so earth-shattering about this war room movie. So the woman has a prayer closet. We should all have one. Like, why is that movie such a big, oh, that's just such a great show. That should be everyday life, that we're in our prayer closet and seeking God, seeking His face. And that's not a cutesy thing to say, seeking God. But how does He say that we will find Him? Well, we, we know what it is in the Word. And so fasting and praying is a big piece of this. And I think that 
you know, that's something that if somebody out there is listening and they say, well, I've never fasted, but you know, and I'm not talking about fasting, you know, some TV channel. I'm talking about actual biblical fasting, which is food. Well, I fasted off Twitter yesterday. Well, that's not quite good enough. I don't think that really cuts it. So, you know, get into the word and get pressed in and see what God is saying because God is the only answer to this. And I think, you know, as things get worse and worse, I'm hoping people do snap out of it. But, Doug, in all the years that you guys have done radio, what do you think is going to wake the people up? Because I just, I'm at a loss. <laughs> you know, you know what I think. I mean, sure, if, if people knew, cloud, I meant. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you something. If people really knew what I think would wake us up, um, they, I, I really think that they would, uh, they, they would be depressed because I think the only thing that's going to wake us up is if something becomes so personal and so drastic. I mean, if life changing, well, a nine eleven event that mm. affects everyone. And like I said, I hope that's not a mushroom cloud on the horizon. But, I mean, I'm just wondering if it's going to take something, you know, I don't know, space-based weapons platform aimed at each other. Is it going to take artificial intelligence? I I don't know. I mean, you got transhuman on the rise so much that all these kids now are, you know, I, I think it was Steve Quayle actually yesterday had a story on his website about all these young kids who welcome the mark of the beast. You know, it's yeah. it's just frightening. And what they're telling people in their churches is, oh, that's not what that means. You know, just you're good to go. You know, technology is advancing. We've got to get with the time, folks. And, yeah, and there's a double-edged sword with that, though, isn't there? And, and we can take calls after this, but I think you answered your own question. I think the Lord's pouring out of his Holy Spirit on all flesh might have to do the trick because what else will besides calamity and, and, well, yeah. and great loss. Well, it's back to the week going up with the terrors, right? I mean, the sun shines on the just and the unjust. So Exactly. And, and folks, if I can just remind everyone, tomorrow night we're going to have Paul McGuire on for the entire show. He's going to be talking about this very issue. Um, and, uh, in fact, the write-up will go, to, go up tonight. You can go to YouTube and check part of it. But, uh, my goodness, can't wait. But, but you know, Sheila, you've done so much to wake so many people up, but I think you're right. I think, uh, I mean, I think at the end what we're looking at is, uh, well, something big. Yeah, dark yeah. spiritual yeah. Blind, uh, you know, powers that are blinding people. All right, let's just let's hit the phones. Uh, they, oh, yeah, we should let people know we're taking calls. <laughs> Eight four. I, our, our number's unlisted. Um, okay, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, did we just start this like, you know, a week ago? 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. And we will take calls. Or, or, or if you want to spell it out, it's Mutt and Jeff. Um, I, <laughs> never mind. No, I'm, I'm too kidding. young to, to do the, the phone and the letters. Uh, that's back when your phone actually had Numbers on Beachwood nine seven six two. Our phones right. today are just screens. <laughs> well, at least you have a phone. I had a little cup with a string on it when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Well, sometimes I think they work better uh, given the uh, digital had, technology. Yeah, we we made our a few of those. Uh, they go pretty long distances when we were kids. 
All right, folks. Uh, line up eight four to, to speak with Sheila. What what an honor! What a privilege. Eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. Eric, who do we got? Anyone yet? Because we didn't could give out the number. Uh, oh. Oh, I don't have it. We don't. So I oh, guess you we. Got, you got the. You got the. No, uh, see, I, I can't turn it on here. Okay. All right, I got it for you. Look, see, I did everything right. Hold, hold on, people. Talk among yourselves here for a moment. Right. <laughs> okay. See. All right. Here we, we go. Got Nick in Florida. All right. See, all I right. did that right, right? Sheila, this is fun, isn't it? Okay. Oh, yeah, we. We we have this uh, interface with the uh, oh there we go all right no space no space so you don't need me I don't need you we don't need we need you, you. just not I mean, not for this all right we're we're, we're going to take people who are on hold the longest we're going to go right now to I got to make sure I press the right number Nick Nick out of Florida Nick you're on with Sheila Zelinsky the weekend vigilante hello testing one two three is this thing on. You guys are having way too much fun. <laughs> this is Nick, the musician from. Fl- this is Nick, the musician from Florida. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. You're, you're on with Sheila. I also great. I also was the guy that sent you the nearly exhaustive list of production predictions for 2016. Yeah, that was me. Anyway, I, you know, I have I, that pinned. To, uh, look, I've got that pinned to our, our board in in my office with I, darts just, with not... darts on it. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. No. Very, I'm kidding. Very I'm kidding. Thank you. Um, okay, I was. I just sent you the link to the Family Guy thing. In that episode, they mentioned his death as being a result of a hunting accident. Correct. It's, like that's bizarre. Okay, so kind of now ten years are, to the uh, ten years to the day that episode aired, or ten years to the you, day from Chain when Cheney actually shot, had the hunting accident. Yeah. Oh, so there's another connection there. Absolutely. Yeah, Twilight Zone, Sheila, you are so right. Um, (laughs) Also, another question, I want to pose this to all three of you, uh, because you guys had mentioned the the pre-trib, pre-post-trib thing. Do you find that when people um, discredit those who believe in the pre-trib rapture, is it because they ascribe the fact that people want an escape yeah, I think to I'll answer that, Nick in Florida. I, I thank you for that question. I think part of it is, and I've heard this said before, right on some of these broadcast ministries. I don't want to go through this, you know. I don't want to go through tribulation. I'm out of here. Right. So I think that just that idea that kumbaya, I'm out of here. I don't have to deal with all this stuff. I think that's a little more of an attractive option than having to, you know, have the devil's wrath poured out at a time, right? So you Absolutely. know, things are. Yeah, things are ramping up, and I think that's where the dystopic trance comes in to this fog of seducing spirits where people just think, oh, that pre-trib thing, that that sounds good. I picked that. So without actually looking at the scriptures really solidly. And again, it's not a salvation issue to me, just personally, but, but I mean, I'm open for discussion. I mean, I read David Langford's book, and that book... Once I studied it out, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, Nick, I was a pre-tribber, hardcore. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just sadly was, you know, I was not as scripturally astute at that time as a scriptorian than I am now. So that's my comment on it. And go ahead, Doug and Joe. Well, I would say that um, the, I mean, who wouldn't want to be taken out of here before 
calamity, persecution, tribulation comes at the same time. Uh, I, and I was raised not knowing either way, pre or post, until we started the show, actually. And right. just for my own studies, um, I'm not dogmatic about it. Uh, you know, I put my faith in the Lord, and whatever He wills for me, I'm okay with it. It's all His timing. Yeah. Yeah. And my I'm short just answer. Wondering whether or not. Go ahead, Cuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. My short answer is this: I think there, there's a very small percentage of people who uh, misunderstand the terminology of the Bible, and that that leads to confusion. And, and but but I do believe that the um, the other side of the coin is uh, you've got. I mean, scriptures do not. Uh, uh, we know that scriptures do not uh, contradict scriptures. So um, it's an interpretation. At different levels, one might be talking. Um, you know, there's the four different rabbinical interpretations of scriptures. One might be addressing the literal, as opposed to another, uh, the um, uh, you know implied uh, meaning. So that's the other part of it. And lastly, um, as far as my personal viewpoint, to me, as long as I have faith in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, does it matter? Because I know that right. I'm going to be, you know, the road's going to be rough. Buckle up. So. Uh, whenever he is called, you know, hey, whenever that's right, saddle for battle. And whenever he calls us, it's good enough for me. Right, absolutely, and I totally agree. I was just wondering whether or not you have noticed in your speaking with people that some of them don't believe in it only because they say that others who do are only looking for an escape without the actual support to back up either way. See, that was that's it's kind I of hear a hard question. As an argument mm-hmm. used more often than not, and. I haven't heard it used too often in a way that I know what you're asking, caller. And the way I hear it posed mostly is more so concerned than it is um, I'm right and you're wrong kind of attitude. Right, and it shouldn't be. And of course, the devil wants us in division. You know, that's 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 an obvious by his his the things he's doing to us continually. Um, and I think that some of the situations involved with this, when people think about this, it's, um, I've heard it said that, well, if, if we don't know when it's going to take place, it all, also catches the devil by surprise, because he also ha- always has to be ready, always has to have an antichrist in the wings, because even he doesn't know, there's no prerequisite, um, situations of prophetic fulfillment prior to the rapture that has to take place, and that, that goes back to the doctrine of eminency and some of these other Right. I was just wondering if you guys had had come across this, that people only say, well, I don't believe in it, only because those that do want an escape. Well, I'll tell you what, I got okay, a great answer. Go look up my pre-trib versus post-trib and view the comments, and that'll keep you busy for the next two days. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, sure it'll the, be, I'm sure it'll be mentioned on there somewhere. And then there's the pre-raft and everything. And again, but right. that's a good point. It does keep the catch the devil by surprise because he doesn't know when it's going to happen. So it's, it's very interesting stuff, and I'm not I'm not saying I ascribe to either. I just wonder if you guys had come across the reason that people don't is because people that do want an escape. It's it's a slippery slope, and it's not the, it's not a salvation issue. Well, folks, let you go. Um, Thank you, Nick. Uh, I'm going to cut you. Great, great. Oh man, uh, Nick, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fat fingers there on the button. I do that all the time. I'm sorry about that. That was Thanks, unintentional. Nick. Thanks, Nick. Uh, uh, Sheila, two two things before we get to the other call. Uh, you got an email from JK 
Uh, just wanting to say this. What a hoot is the subject line. Uh, can you imagine Sheila and Steve Quayle on the same stage? Both have a way with words, new phrases, and both of you zero right in on situation or person with amazing accuracy. Love your Sheila-isms. So you're right up there. So, well, they used to call me, um, well, I used, to, I think Mike Moore repeated this too, so, um, it was funny. They called me Steve Quayle in a skirt, and I thought, poor Steve, he's not a big <laughs> transgender supporter, so I think he'd be horrified to look at that image. But anyway, yeah, yeah. we love Steve, and Steve is honestly is one of the men originally that inspired me to do what I do, because I actually was driving on a, on a coastal trip and I was hearing George Norway and he brought on um, Tom Horn that night and then the ne- of course I googled Tom Horn and Steve Quayle came up and that was a long time ago and the rest is history so to speak Doug so and then of course I found them on your show too so it's just amazing how Steve has inspired so many of us too Steve and Tom and others exactly and um yeah, you're you're exactly right. And uh, Karen, uh, I will send the email that you sent to Sheila, as opposed to trying to read that on the air. It's just a little bit cumbersome. Next up, we're going to go to Paul. Paul, you're up with Sheila Zelensky. Good evening, Doug, Joe, and uh, Sheila. Yeah, I, I called to talk about uh, uh, the judge, uh, <laughs> but I got kind of freaked out on hold. I got freaked out on hold here. Because I haven't really landed on um, eschatologically, I don't, I don't know where I'm at yet. I, I've been all over the map. I've been to all kinds of churches over the years, and I kind of backed off from like, you know, this is not like a salvation issue. I'm tired of people, you know, saying this and that. But if I don't land somewhere, am I going to get left behind? Hey, eh? on the Scalia issue. No, no, we're on eschatology. Oh, oh, you called for, okay, I got you. So you work your way yeah. through that on the hold, okay. If you, yeah, exactly. If you and the Lord well, have a personal have relationship, relationship, you don't have to worry yeah. about anything else. I mean, uh, I, as I'm long as, yeah, no, uh, we get that. Um, so, the judge thing, I haven't heard anybody you know, I come up with my own weird conspiracy angles, I guess. Um, you know, I, like I called a few weeks ago about the Chinese restaurant thing, but... Yes. I remember I that. Think, yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, there's all these reasons why he, it's, it's odd, you know. He, he didn't take uh, agents with him, uh, no family. It, it just doesn't add up, right? It doesn't, does it? Well, maybe he didn't die down there, or maybe he was taken and escorted down there. Maybe he was nuked uh, at home or on the way or at a restaurant, and then, you know, thrown into a van and then taken down there because nobody down there wants to talk. And, and all the stories are coming up with are, you know, hodgepodge, and um, it's just nothing adds up. Yeah. You know, a thought that crossed my mind um, a day or two after this happened was, what if he didn't pass? What if this is the people's way of getting into their hiding? And I'm not, uh, this was just a thought, as I said. Um, you know how people say that they're going to, the elite 
or powers that be will bug out at some point and go into the mountains in hiding. Uh, I often wonder if they'll do that. How will they accomplish it without attracting attention? <clears throat> and that's well, perfect way. Oh, interesting. Well, Paul, thank you, brother. Appreciate that. We're going to move right, on. Yeah, thanks, Paul. All right, man. All right go for it. But, Bye. All right, buddy. I would think that theory I just gave out would have to do yeah. um, much more mass. But mass Paul does have some really incredible points because there's so many inconsistencies. And, you know, the fact that they're throwing out, back to what you said in the beginning, Joe, about the fact they're throwing out anybody questioning it, they're re-dredging up that word conspiracy theory. I mean, because let's face it, no two, you know, conspiracy, me and Joe could do a conspiracy to what, you know, do something nefarious, but we can't have a conspiracy to go bake a cake. That's not a conspiracy. So if you have one or more people, usually two or more people plotting something evil, that's a conspiracy. Are you telling me that everybody thinks that there's never been two or more people up to no good? I mean, that's so ridiculous. We, we yeah. you know what, Sheila, we've testified against so many people under the banner of conspiracy as investigators that you know, I can't even count. And Thirty years. Cass Sunstein's uh, paper on conspiracies from 2009 even writes that they should, as a government, create conspiracies and uh, feed into those conspiracies in order to understand them better. They say, um, yeah, to, that they should create their own and and uh, continue to. Uh, uh, perpetrate those conspiracies. All right, we're, we're going to move on. Uh, next up is Deborah, followed by Mike, Marcy, and Ronnie, not with Karen. Deborah, you're up with Sheila Zelensky. Deborah, go ahead. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have about three things to say. The first one I want to say is I was supposed to be at the Green Pulpit last summer. De- Deborah? Whoa, whoa. Deborah, are you on a cell phone or a landline? Okay. It's very static. Yeah. I don't know if you can try speakerphone or vice versa. Stand on your head, uh, <laughs> rabbit ears. I don't know. It's just, it, <laughs> you hear mostly static. Um, let's try that. Is that N- No, that's even worse. Um, c- can you, like, wrap yourself around an antenna somewhere? Um, <laughs> I missed that too. Oh, Deborah, I'm so sorry. We we can't even understand you. Um, we're gonna cut you loose if you can. We'll keep the line open for you if you can get to open air or a cell tower or you know climb the tower. That'd be great. I'm so sorry, dear. Climb. All right. Yeah, that's so frustrating. Uh, next up, Mike and PA. Uh, Mike, we're coming to you. Mike, you're up. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, this is more like an observation, I guess, than a question or anything. But, you know, the Word tells us that the devil is the father of lies and the author of confusion. So, ultimately, we know who's behind this. Yes. Um, but, you know, he has he's so sophisticated, he has planted so many rabbit holes from anywhere from CERN to Jade Helm, the Planet X underground bases, you know, and every rabbit hole leads to another rabbit hole. And and I think that, you know, the Lord would want us to know really what's going on behind the scenes, but at the same time to keep our focus on Him, because ultimately He's the one that's going to control the situation. And uh, uh-huh. I'll let uh-huh. you go. I just wanted to make that comment. God bless you, and thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Mike. I vehemently agree with Mike, because at the end of the day, that is true. I mean... 
I have an yeah. urgency to, you know, save souls, but also the wisdom and knowledge that we need in these last days comes from God, divine protection. Go read Psalm 91. So, I mean, I think ISIS ought to be scared of Holy Ghost filled Christians myself, but I mean, cause we're, our prayers, I mean, it says the, you know, prayers of an effectual person availeth much. You know, so I yes. think that we have to get back in our serious prayer place to be worshiping, praising, seeking God's face. I th- just think it's so important because at the end of the day, the caller's right. You know, all this stuff can, you can go down 10 million rabbit holes and, you know, it just gets to be mind numbing for people, especially the new people that email me and say, I just woke up a year ago and man, I, I can't take this. So, you know, bottom line is get right with Jesus Christ. That's, that's really the answer to all of this. And that's not some cutesy little, you know, let's not deal with reality kind of dystopic statement of just, well, you know, kumbaya, does, we're just Jesus Christ all the way. No, it's about really having that personal relationship. As you said, Joe, that's yeah. important. So. And that personal relationship, the Lord will give you attributes and knowledge and understanding in ways that you don't even know where or how you got it um, uh, at certain times, but that's when when you're on that right track, you'll start to see things from a clearer perspective. Amen. All right, we're going to go to Marcy. Marcy from Michigan, Europe, with Sheila Zelensky, the weekend vigilante. Hi, Sheila. It's very nice to finally meet you and talk to you on the phone. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks, Marcy. How are you? What's your question or comment? All right. I'm here in Michigan. We're experiencing a huge uh, snowstorm. There's about 9, 10 inches out there right now. But what mm-hmm. I was calling, and Joe and Doug, thank you guys so much for everything all three of you guys do for us because finally we get some news that we can trust and it's worthy because it's about the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen to that. Yesterday, Paul Bagley and Anita Fuentes uh, reported about over 600 bankers, global elite, uh, retired FBI, CIA, high government officials are retiring and take are bugging out right now and going into the mountains. What do you have to say about that, Sheila? And what should we know about this? Well, I haven't dug down deep into that story because that just broke in the last few days. But I'm actually doing a show tomorrow, a UK show on that. And I've got a lot of notes. But I mean, I really want to get to the bottom of that caller because Marcy, sorry, I think right that's, on. Really, I mean, that there's something very nefarious going on here. There's something they oh, know. Absolutely. Yeah. There's something, there's a systematic takedown, a shakedown. This is a breakdown of our whole entire culture of America. And again, I think that, you know, they know something we clearly don't. And that's where I think Absolutely. we go back to our, our prayers. And, you know, I send out the warring angels every day to go after these, you know, expose every plot and plan of the enemy. And again, which is why I'm, I'm really anxious to get this power prayer book out because, you know, we've spent, um, 30 years, me and Carla putting these prayers together. And I think they're incredible prayers that are going to be very effective in our country, praying for our leaders the proper way. What does the Bible say about how we should, we should pray? A lot of people say, well, don't you pray for Obama? I don't pray for devils. So, you know, and maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I need some. No, I don't think you are. 
Well, I, that's just that's where I'm at right now. Until God tells me, and God, me and God are pretty tight. So once right He says, on. you better, you better start praying for Obama. Then I have no problem doing that. But it hasn't right been a big on. thing on my heart. But thank you for that. Um, and God bless the state of Michigan. Well, thank you. We are under a satanic curse because of the state of Michigan allowing the satanic group to perform right. their. Yeah terrible rituals in the sight of our nation, our government, our our state. I am outraged about everything that's going on right now, and people need to wake up. It is time. He is at hand. The Lord is at the door. His hand is on the telephone, or the, the doorknob, and he's twisting it. Come on. It's here. we got to get this prayer. Sheila, thank you for the book. We need all the prayers we can say and to say them constantly and daily and always. That's where we're at. God has shown me as well. We are living in the last moments of a fallen mankind on this planet. Agree. Amen. Amen. Thank Marcy. you guys so much for, for all you guys do. Doug and Joe, I love you guys, man. I thought they took you off my, 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 um, you are YouTube account. I went to your videos and it said they're not here no more due to too many videos that were, you know, being made up. And I told Paul Bagley that, and then I found out it was just those two channels. But oh, I am so was, afraid because they are. They're yeah, gonna, they're they're, 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 they're coming after us. That, that was an imposter channel that, that we shut down. And Marcy, on the right hand of our website, there's at least four or five different ways you can listen. So if one ever fails to go to the man. website, I mean, because I was so afraid, man. Because I don't, I I need to hear what's going on because we're here. We are here. Praise the Lord too. Yeah, I, I empathize with the caller because. You know, there's so many people out there, too, and that's a big part of what we get all the time is, Sheila, Doug, Joe, do you guys know anybody in my state? And that goes back to Remnant Roundup, which I want to talk about at the Watchman Conference. We need a tool to really connect people to states and cities and so that we're boots on the ground. If this thing does go south and we get punted off the Internet... I want people right. to be able to be connected in their neighborhoods or cities or states. So and I'm here with whatever you guys say. I'm here. My I got a son here. He's 36. We 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 are for our father, the savior, you guys, all the Christians that are out here trying to show the sleepers wake. I've only woke up myself and thank God it was from you people that I'm talking to on the phone. Praise God for you guys. Thank you so much. And I know it was Jesus bringing me to the truth. And I I mean, I cannot say enough how happy I am to be able to finally have someone validating what I knew was going on and have no one to speak to because they think I'm nuts now. Hey, join the club, Marcy. You're in good company. God love you. Thank you. You're not in this alone. We're going to move on, but know that we love you and hang in there and uh, give your son a hug and Praise God, you guys. Even the big strapping guy he is. All right. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Next, we're going to Karen. And then I think we have Deborah back. Karen, go ahead. Uh, You're on with us. Hi. Can you hear me? We can. 
Okay. I kind of have a, a lot of stuff to cover here, and I don't want to be too confusing. Did you get the emails they sent you about the Pope's name, title, yeah, being 666? Yes, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to send those to Sheila. The, the vicar, yeah. Yeah. vicar of Christ title, 666. Well, there's four titles, actually. That he, okay. um, it all adds up to 666 in Roman mm-hmm. numerals. Um, there's four different titles. One was the, um, oh, I had it written down, and now I'm in a different spot. I had everything written down. Yeah, um, we'll okay, forward it to Sheila. What's, what's that? We'll forward it to Sheila, uh, Karen, uh, in, in there. Well, let me just say this to Karen before, yeah, I'll, I'll look at it, but there's a lot of numerology and occult, uh, there's a lot of significance to these number formulations and the numerology. You know, Satan always twists what God makes, and you know, look at the book of Numbers. God made numbers, and yet Satan twists it into this cabal of nightmarish Luciferian little symbolism. So yeah, there I mean it's all over the place. We've talked about that before, well, Doug Washington and you know, these isn't names the and, Roman numerals. But the, if you yeah. look at Rex Laticus, Secretos, it's king of the Roman priests, and then a vicar of the son of vicar, God and the other cap, of, captain yeah. of the clergy and yeah. vicar of the court. All four of those names in Roman numerals, like if you take the L, you take the V is five, you take the I it's one and then you take the D is five hundred. When you add them up, it um, it adds up to six 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 with all those names. It's interesting, isn't Hello? it? Hello. Yes, yeah, but the good. other one. There's somebody calling in me, but on me. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to bring up is: Do you think the fourth, um, the fourth system, the B system, is the Vatican? It's the Church with the nation. Well, there's a lot of argument on that. I mean, typically it's known as Rome, but, you know, there's some people like I know Joel Richardson and some of those guys have a little different take on that. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's laid out pretty clearly in the prophets and the book of Revelation and every single day is like a nature hike through the book of Revelation. So I would suggest that people really make it a point to get into an exegesis on Daniel on the book of Revelation. That's what I'm, and looking at. I'm looking at yeah. Daniel and Revelation where it says the woman sits upon the beast and a woman in the church. Uh, I'm on the phone, Sean. Um, usually the woman is the church by, um, if you look up woman um, in the Bible, it usually means the church and the beast is the kingdom. Well, give us, give, um, make sure you shoot the guys your email and I'll, um, I've done a show on that whole system so I'll make sure we get that out to you, Karen. Yeah, and I would just say that it, it it seems to be the systems of the world, the religious, economic, and political systems all rolled into one because in every aspect of those systems, money's worshipped, politicians are worshipped, right. and false gods are worshipped. And, and Karen, we we have cut you loose. To, um, God bless you. Thank you for your call. Okay. God. All right. We, uh, Sheila, we're going to go back to Deborah. Uh, we're going to try this again with Deborah. Uh, Hi, is Deborah. it better? Better. Oh, oh yeah. man, there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm standing yeah. in the parking lot now. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> okay. uh, I hope it's not I, cold. It's not too bad. It's probably about 30 here in Oklahoma right now, but it was a good day for the uh, Franklin Graham to come to Oklahoma to pray in the Capitol steps. Yeah, amen. But um, three three things. First of all, I wanted to ask how your wife is doing. Me? Um, uh, yeah. Much better, thank you. Much better, thanks. Okay. Okay. Um, the second thing is, last summer, this was 2014, um, I did call in and I wanted a copy of Green Gospel, and I did 
I did. I was one of the three, but I never got it. So, um, and I hear you're having problems, so maybe I'll just see you in Dallas and we can talk then. Absolutely. I never did get those emails from anybody that won that that night. So um, we'll definitely get that. I'm glad you phoned because I was hoping somebody, yeah, somebody would get a hold of me because I thought there was people that, I think there was three of them. So, yeah, I'll meet, I'll definitely give you one in in Dallas. Looking forward to seeing you out there. And I I wouldn't say as much problems as I think sometimes the enemy just has some very interesting things he uses to suppress us. And so, you know, we, we, wow. we go through challenges, but that's okay, Doug. We're, we're tough. We're, uh, we're battle warriors. <laughs> well, yeah, that, 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 I feel horrible now. Okay. Oh, we'll find out if the problems on our end are where. Yeah, just questioning. Oh, I'm sorry. Just questioning if we could do something on curses, um, and how they affect generations because that's what I've been dealing with actually. Um, I, I didn't even realize it, but I was dealing with them all my life and I'm still babbling. It's getting better. I'm still dealing with job issues and honestly poverty. So, um, well, I'll tell you what, you've got a perfect bunch of videos to go look up on my YouTube channel. I deal with social, um, soul ties, uh, poverty curses, curses that come through the, father and mother's bloodline and every single person out there has soul ties by the way and also generational curses that go all the way back to even Adam and Eve and it's all very scriptural and we get into that okay. and then do a prayer at the end for you know some deliverance on that I think everybody should go back and look those up so do do check that and, out call. I, I will thank you so much uh, I Yes, it's it's been very difficult. There's no one here for me. I mean, I do mean that. I reach out to people, and um, because I'm single, I I don't have anybody. And so, with everything coming, it's very, it's very, it, it makes a person want to be very fearful. Um, so yeah. I I need to conne- I need connections. Well, I want you to know that is- Karen, you're not alone because we get that email. You know, we get hundreds of emails a week, and it's the very same thing that we want to connect with people, like-minded people. So we're going to make that happen some way. I know the Lord, I've really been impressed upon my heart to make that happen. So we'll make sure we can get folks connected to some other people. Oh, one last thing. There was another machete attack down here in Oklahoma, and interestingly enough, someone told me about it. And then I just happened to get a newspaper, and it was on the like the third section of the paper. Somebody's hands were almost cut off. Somebody else was deeply hurt, and they they haven't caught the guy. And we don't know if it's drug. I, in fact, the story just kind of like disappeared. So I I actually got the newspaper article, and I was I was going to send it to Dave Hodges because honestly I have his address, <laughs> but. It, it's continuing to happen here, and we've seen a lot of uh, Islamic, honestly, refugees here um, doing really bizarre things and trying to intimidate the population, and it, it's very alarming. Yeah, it's it's happening all over America. Very alarming indeed. Well, that's Deborah. where we need the prayers, right? Right, Deborah? Oh, in the Power of Prayer book. Where do I get that? It's not out yet, but April will be looking for it. Okay, because I really need that. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that the Lord has been working on my behalf. I pray for you guys every day, every day. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Amen. And looking forward to meeting you in Dallas. 
looking looking forward to uh, meeting you in Dallas, Deborah. Uh, all right, uh, Sheila. Um, we we have about uh, four minutes left. We're going to try to fit Scott in, but before we do, uh, where can we find your program? There, to, to tell the people where we can find your program. Um, your website, of course, is weekendvigilante.com. Uh, anything else you want to? Anything else you want to plug before we round it out with uh, Scott to close us out? Yeah, just really quickly. So my program typically is Monday to Friday. It's from 6 p.m. Eastern to 7. It's a one-hour program daily. Got the app, which is great because all the new shows just catalog nicely on there. So do get that. Go to my website. Check out some things, including listen on how you can do that. This week, um, I've only had one guest on last week and one on this week. I'm kind of... You know, I'm, I'm limited to who I can have on right now with my dual sound issues from guest and myself. But I plan on, uh, once I get my equipment and sometime in March, I'm planning to be back full swing probably as soon as I get back from Dallas, ready to go full bore April 1st probably. But I'm going to be having at least one or two guests on. So I'm having Chris Ann Hall tomorrow, Steve Quayle's Friday, and then probably take a break with, with all the stuff I'm doing in March and then March 21st, well, when I'm back, look out, Doug. So I'll be back. Hopefully, you know, thank you guys all that have donated, by the way. I want to say a very sincere thank you for stepping up and doing that. God bless do, 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 we, do we make our goal or do I have to keep uh, Eric hostage still? <laughs> no. Um. I, I haven't even checked. I know there's been on air, there was a bunch of PayPals that came in, so I have no idea, okay. but... I, God right. bless each and every, you know, dime. The Lord will make it happen. It might not be in Sheila's timing, though, so it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And when you talk to Chris Ann Hall, reminder that on the 7th, she's got a date with us. I uh, will. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to close it out with Scott. We've got about 90 seconds, Scott. Scott, sorry okay. to do this to you, buddy. Go ahead. No, no big deal. I just wanted to thank you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm saved out of the Roman Catholic Church. And uh, I found the Lord back in 1985 when I read the scriptures, First uh, Timothy 2.5, that God is one and there's one mediator between God and man, the Amen. man Jesus. Amen. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that the best thing that a Catholic can do is to read the Bible and to see the truth of God and then make that truth their authority in their life. Wow. Amen. Because well, because you're the last I, caller, I'm actually, Tim, because you said something so eloquent. I'm, if you email Doug and Joe and CC me on it, I'm going to send you out my book tonight. And, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody out in Dallas and God bless everyone. Doug and Joe, thank you for having me on the program. Oh, tonight. thank you, Sheila. Anytime. Scott, nice uh, go ahead. All right. Scott, email me. Sheila, I God sh- bless you. Sure will. We love you. All right, man. Okay. All right. All right. Till tomorrow with Paul McGuire. I hope you and everyone of you have a great night. Thank you for tuning in here on Global Star Radio Network. And, and help Sheila out, uh, weekendvigilante.com. And, uh, she, she's she just works a great so lady. hard. Yeah. We and love she's her. been doing it for a long time, and she does a great job. All right, folks. Have a good one. This is the Global Star Radio Network.